What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 289th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. And with me today, I have C-Team's finest, Micah. <laughs> Hello. It's your boy. You, you devoted yourself. I put you on B-Team and you're like, nah, I'm C-Team. I mean, I'm just being very honest. When's the last time you were on? Uh, like, Pokemon Go Fest. No, you were on after that too, right? No, you had to it was be. Pokemon Go Fest with Will and Irene. That's when you uh, ruined that that uh, that day ruined your life. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Speaking of life ruining, oh oh, Irene is here. Wow, <laughs> that, <laughs> that face. Okay, what? I don't have to be here. What a transition! People need you need to be the voice of reason when we talk about this movie. You don't know what my thoughts are about I this don't. movie. <laughs> Jeez. Chat. Okay, what am I? Am I ZT? You said life ruining because he's ruining your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Exactly. You life ruiner. <laughs> exactly. Uh, welcome to this episode. We talk about Pokemon here. We. I want to keep it short and sweet. And I say that because normally our episodes are like two hours long, so short and sweet hopefully brings it down to not two hours. I mean, the movie right. that we're discussing was 90 minutes. 15 so. minute cap. Oh, jeez. On, on just the movie talk or the whole show? The whole show. Oh, what? I, don't know. I don't know about That's, that. Uh, we're going to do just a... Okay, so we a couple things before we go in. We're going to do a traditional show, except I'm cutting down the news. I'm only focusing on two bits of news that I feel like we should talk about. And then after that, we're going to talk about the movie. And then after that, we're just going to do one or two emails and then Pokemon of the Week, just like a normal show. I don't think I've ever been on a normal show. Welcome I, to I, the Pokemon <laughs> podcast. It's super effective. I, I mean, I haven't since <laughs> before episode 100. Cool that you guys are here because you guys are going to be circling back in like two weeks yes. when we do yeah. the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon episodes. Correct. We're recording this locally in my house. I don't have a good podcast set up yet, but... Bye, bye now. I'm very hunched over right now. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> but, you know, in two weeks. He's taller than me. I don't know why you didn't have me on over there. I don't know, because I don't trust your, your being in front of the mic all the time. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Micah's back's going to throw out Just, in about man. 30 minutes here. Jeez. We're on uh, a timer. So my wife guys- Becky is here. She's laying on the floor playing DS surrounded by cats. She's a cat whisperer. She's not on the podcast, though. No. She's just hanging out. She's on Mythical. She is. Actually, let's let's start off talking about that. So uh, season five of Mythical is here. I dropped it on Halloween. I, I didn't tell anyone. I did, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I did the complete opposite as season four, where season four, there was like a two-week buildup. It was like a countdown. Yeah. People got really excited. And then I released all three episodes at once, and it did okay. <laughs> It did okay. <laughs> I don't think people people didn't like the the fact that it was fiasco. I think that was the biggest thing. I mean, it was really fun to do, but listening back, what I listened back to, I I see it's very why. loud. Yeah. I mean, I brought the levels down. No, yeah, I mean like I mean, just overall. in general. Oh, it was ve- yeah, yeah. The intensity was loud. <laughs> I looked into I was curious because a lot of people this is a off topic. I was curious because a lot of people didn't say they, they said they didn't like it because it was fiasco and fiasco was hard to follow so i was seeing i was like oh, i was i wonder if there are fiasco only podcasts because there's so many D podcasts mm-hmm. in in itunes and and on the web i couldn't really find any fiasco only i found like one or two but there was a couple D shows i found and i saw that they did fiasco one-offs or two-offs yeah 
And so I looked at reviews, and all the bad reviews were like, I love the show, but don't do fiasco. <laughs> oh, I do remember about the fiasco that we did is that I think we set up for about an hour before we actually started. So I don't know. I it's don't a know. very fun game to play. I don't know if it translates well. But it's hard to listen to if you're not playing it, I think, because there's a lot involved in like development and creation of the story that you don't you don't really it's it's hard to follow if you're not actually experiencing it firsthand. Yeah. yeah. Just having a DM GM in D D just helps kinda narrate that. Things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but season five is out. Uh, episodes will come out every Tuesday. I think at this point, the first episode was like a half hour, and I, I just finished the second episode, and it's coming to like 20 minutes. I didn't want it to be that short, but it is. <laughs> what was your mindset about the way that you set it up? Because that's what I was interested about, because I know it started with my part. Yeah, it's it starts with your part, because technically there are... As of episode one, there are two stories happening. There is the story between you and the you as in Talia. Yes. And the DM. Yes. Dungeon Master. Greg. Uh, and then that that's the cold open. And then it goes to the other story, which is where Micah is and myself and Travis and Becky. Yes. And that's another story. And if you know anything about storytelling, if usually some, wow. if, if if usually a show is telling you two stories, it's probably because those stories will eventually merge. Yeah, I always I always reference Game of Thrones, but I'm sure there are other shows that do that. It's a common trope. It, yeah, a, uh, it's device. Like a, it's semi. What is it called in medias res or whatever? Where it's like oh, big the words. the plot starts off in sort of like the middle. I guess, and then goes back and tells like the beginning prior to what just happened, and then like kind of converges it so that you start and like not knowing everything, but that's the point, and then yes. by yeah. the end of it, you know everything. Yeah, and that was that was the only complaints I've seen so far is people were like, I don't, I don't know what's happening, and I was yeah. like, well, you're not. I get, I think that's the point. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't like saying, well, you're not supposed to, because that sounds like. Oh, I just edited it badly, but I specifically stopped at a certain point, and I feel like once you listen to season two, which will be out on Tuesday, almost the episode all episode two, episode two, yeah, all those questions of I don't get what happened here, and I don't get what happened here. Although I, I do think that I, the the podcast description does kind of fill that in. Um, I feel like once you listen to episode two, you're like, okay, now I know where it's going. Yeah, and that's kind of why like episode two is a little bit shorter because it just kind of answers. It answers three specific questions, and then it sets up for episode three. And I think the uh, maybe the maybe better verbiage would be like, not you're not supposed to know what's going on, but you'll know if you keep listening. Yeah, I guess <laughs> like a cliffhanger. I guess I don't know. Uh, so that's out now. Uh, mythical podcast. Uh, most okay. All those seasons were standalone. You could listen to season two without listening to season one or three. Uh, this season, season five is very heavily reliant on characters that have existed in the past. So it's recommended that you should know those characters. Yeah. But everything 
At least as far as I know, because I, I have all the audio in front of me and I'm editing it. As far as I know, everything that happens on season five is not dependent on those first two seasons. It's a new goal. They're new, like new goals for each character, and they're not dependent on past goals. Yeah, characteristics are of like, oh, this character's been a jerk, and it's always a jerk. And we learned they were a jerk in season one. Yeah, uh, but I think pretty quickly you can be like, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just into some Pokemon news. First bit of news is raids have changed. Uh, there's a full noon list of raids. I'll just read it real quick. Your new level one raid bosses are Ivysaur, Charmeleon, Wartortle, and the legendary Metapod. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, no more Magikarp. Which Gotta is... replace Magikarp with something. Yeah, but Magikarp could at least be shiny. Maybe. How do you know they're not making shiny Metapods? All right, it good could call. be silver. Good call. Level two raid bosses are Magneton, Sableye, Sandslash, Tentacruel, Marowak, and Cloister. Those are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sableye's great because they can be shiny. Yeah. And it's level two, so you should be able to solo that. New level three raid bosses are Ninetales, Scyther, Omastar, and Porygon. I think Porygon being the rarest out of all of those. Yeah. Which is good for people who don't like to hatch eggs, I guess. I was excited for that primarily for getting that Porygon candy. In prep for Porygon Z. Yeah. Uh, Omastar is a hidden gem there. I think Omastar is really great. Water rock combo. Yeah. Also, Omanite being one of the best Pokemon ever. But uh, moving on to level four raid bosses <laughs> Polly Wrath, Victory Bell, Golem, Nido King, and Nido Queen. Uh, I think the big one here is the Golem. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Except they're normal, like legendary birds. I guess if they bring them back around, but Golem was like an all star. In, yeah, in that situation, <laughs> the legendary killer—what <laughs> they called it. Oh, I see. Polyrath's cool. I I don't see people use Polyrath a lot, but maybe they'll start using Polyrath now that it. I mean, it's water fighting. It's a good type. I mean, it was were po- like Poliwag and Poliwhirl really common to find in the game? Uh, I mean, I f- I feel like if you live in Boston, there's Poliwag everywhere. Is there? I I feel like I see no Poliwag in Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't oh, think I see some. Uh, One of my you, first, you, like, you're right on the Milwaukee lakefront, though. Yeah, I live right over there. You live? I, live. I don't live over there. I live in this house. <laughs> I work over there. I mean, I live at work, let's be real. But, you see um, a lot of them over there, though? I'd say. Huh. A, good, a good amount. Your work was right next to a Magikarp spawn. Yeah, I have a shiny Magikarp. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Let's move on from her. <laughs> uh, it is interesting, though, that like these Pokemon have existed for well over a year. And the new raid ones? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like any of them are terribly rare with the exception of maybe Porygon. Well, the starters. I don't know. I mean, I think I think back to when I was like when we were really going out like almost every night to try and fill Pokedex mm-hmm. and finding like Scyther spawns and finding, I don't know, like it took a long time for Cubone me to find. we struggled un- with. Yeah. For like, the longest time. So I think they're they're ones that like if you're really really looking for them, you can probably find them. But if you really just want to do raids, then it makes it a little bit easier to just fill out your Pokedex more. The debate here is the the, the people who want to do raids probably filled their <laughs> Pokedex already. They don't need any of these. Yeah. yeah. I I my assumption, my guess is they're getting ready to launch Gen three, and all these Pokemon and raids are going to become hard to find in the common yeah. because Gen 3 Pokemon will be more common. 
you can say like right now I hate seeing Murkrow, and I think everyone has two thousand plus Murkrow candy. Yeah, but I'm sure Murkrow will become significantly less common once Gen three rolls out, and we see what's the bird there? Taylo? Is it Taylo? Is it Swallow? I can't remember which bird it is. I don't remember either. A bird that doesn't. We'll see a lot of Wormples. Yep. <laughs> a lot of Cascoons. Oh boy. A lot of new bugs. 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 <laughs> Speaking of bugs, ho oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Uh, this is off Polygon here. Two new, more legendaries appear to be on their way. The data mine with uh, recent updates show that both ho oh and Celebi have been finally added to the game. That's exciting. Still left unseen are second generation Pokemon Celebi, ho oh and Delibird and Smeargle. These aren't legendaries or mythical, making their continued uh, exclusion a bit odd. We're not sure if Ni- Niantic will tie their debuts to some special promotion. We've reached out to the developer for Ho and Celebi's potential introduction. Let me tell you, Polygon, Niantic ain't responded. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's pretty safe to say at this point that Delibird's going to be a Christmas promotion, yes. right? It has, it to, has be. to be. It has to be. Also, I think Irene just learned that Delibird's tail is also the bag. What? Yeah. I think. Yeah. W- when did we talk about this? Got to make those deliveries. Like its presence come out of its body. I know, but I don't know. Ah, weird. That's Santa. weird. Like, why wouldn't it just carry them around? Like, how would it? How does because it? Because I. And how I would do they get wrapped? It, think about like. Uh, <laughs> how do they get wrapped? You're asking some. <laughs> I'm sure they go in there at some point. Really? I but thought it was more like Delibert- an egg thing where it's. Ha- Hatch and it it presents? just creates them. Yeah. I mean that makes more sense. Egg presents. Does it though? How does it wrap them then? I don't know. That's why it's I like asked. the real mystery. It's like when people can wrap a cherry stem in their mouth. You just they just put or, or unwrap a now and later. It just puts the wrapping paper roll in, <laughs> what? and yeah. it's the opposite. It just forms it. Yeah. So it eats wrapping paper <laughs> and creates presents. Out of its guts. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We haven't seen, I would assume ho is next. We haven't seen any mythical at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's exciting because this would be the first mythical Pokemon. No, ho is not mythical. No, Celebi. Oh, Celebi. Yeah. Well, wouldn't they do Mew before Celebi? Mew's in the game. Oh, Mew is in the game. Yeah. Maybe they'll do. I don't know. Maybe they'll do them both. What were yeah, you going to say? I was going to say maybe they'll do say? both. <laughs> They haven't even figured out Mewtwo yet at this point. Yeah. I don't know about Mythical. I don't either. I don't know what I would want. You haven't even gotten a Raid Pass. No. Raid Raid Passes went out on Friday. I didn't get one. I didn't get one either. I didn't check. No, you didn't get one. Okay, fine. (laughs) I I can speak for you. I know you didn't do any. Unless you were doing Raids without me. I told you, you didn't get one. Maybe I did. I tried. We, We went to a pretty, like, I don't know, seemed like a good Raid spot, but... I think my only fix from YouTube is I like that it's invite only because it rewards people that are playing. Yeah. But just give them out. Just be more generous with it. Like, I, I specifically went out to do raids mostly to get an Entei, but also because I wanted to do raids to try and get an EX pass. And I still haven't. I got one, but I was working, so I couldn't go because it was in the middle of the afternoon on Friday. Yeah, that's the Me Too I went to. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, lose your job and you'll be. Uh, <laughs> uh, we would be in a <laughs> great situation. You'll, you'll, do, you'll do all the raids you want. You'll be uh, broke, but you'll be incredible Pokemon masters. Yeah, sounds wonderful. Wonderful. I, I don't understand why like raids aren't just come to Target between one and two o'clock and do the raid. Yeah, 
I guess too many people would come, but then spread it out. Like, that's what I originally thought this whole Starbucks promotion was. Come inside, get a Pokemon drink that no barista knows how to make. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> catch uh, whatever Pokemon you're promoting. Like, isn't that how... I'm already going to GameStop to get Marshadow. I'm going to GameStop to get Silvalli. Why can't I go right. to Starbucks and get Mewtwo? As much as, like, past me maybe would be like, oh, don't make... Don't only put these raid bosses at, like... Uh, Home like Depot. chain chain businesses or yeah. like big box stores or something like that. I kind of wish that that were the case now because I would just know where to go. I would just know like this is where I need to go to get this raid to get this pass. Yeah. Rather than like, is this raid spot gonna be gonna qualify? Is this one gonna qualify? Like, There's- are people going to be here? <laughs> yeah. Is it a big enough spot that if I get a pass, people are gonna show up to this? There's too much unknown chance about it. It's just like what, because for me, it's like, what's the point? Because I'm probably not going to get a raid pass, so why go in the first place? The only like confirmed ones that I know of really are the ones that you guys have done, which are like a half hour from my house. Yeah. So on a daily basis, I'm not like, oh, I'll just get up and go a half hour to hope that there's a raid that I can do that will qualify me for this pass. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ho-Oh's going to be uh, an EX pass? I don't know. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Yeah, Ho is like, well, Lugia wasn't, but I feel like Lugia was supposed to be. Yeah, I Besi- feel like besides so too. play Pokemon Go event, because that that fell apart. So they're like, just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many Lugia. Well, okay. So if the only thing that makes sense at this point is what they exactly did with the birds, they recycled all of them after the weeks. Mm-hmm. It was like, here's two, was it like two weeks? It was like one or two weeks long of here's all the birds. I think it was one week. And each. also Lugia, because we were in Gen Con for that week. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're doing the same, they're going to do the same thing with the dogs. And I bet it's going to be like, here are all the dogs for Legendary Beast. I'm sorry, they're beasts. Here are all the beasts for one week. And also here's ho with them. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Do you think Mewtwo's still going to be uh, EX raid passable at that point? At Niantic's pace, they, they do things. It'll probably be an EX raid for the next two years <laughs> before they figure out. Okay. <laughs> how- Make me nervous here. I don't have a Mewtwo yet. I have four. When they introduce Can I trading. Get one or- well, yeah, when they introduce trading in another 17 years, I'll go ahead and okay. trade it to you. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, so that's, that's it for Pokemon Go news. Uh, let's get to the big news. Everyone wanted uh, us to talk about this, which is the big news that happened on November 2nd, which is Team, Ro- Ra- Team Rainbow Rocket to appear in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. This is off bubble, bubble news. I'll just go ahead and read a little bit of it and we can talk about it. A new trailer for Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon have been revealed and includes information about the game, such as the appearance of Team Rainbow Rocket. Team Rainbow Rocket is a new villainous team led by Giovanni in his Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green appearances. They saw I was streaming it on Twitch, so they figured that was that was the one to go with. They they pay close attention. I I know I know they do. Uh, it's it's it is composed of the bosses of villainous teams from previous games, including Maxi Maxi and Archie from what? All right, Generation Three. Osiris <laughs> from. What? Generation 4. <laughs> Gestus from? You're talking too fast. What? Gestus. It's not Gestus. I can't say it. Gestus. Gestus? Yeah. Isn't that Gen 5? Yeah. Black and white. And Lysander from? Gen 6. 
Wrong. Gen. No, wait. it was Gen Six. Oh, God damn it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that <laughs> uh the team also has a number of team team rainbow rocket grunts notably giovanni uses mewtwo in battle that's why you can't get an ex ray past giovanni yeah, that's as why well. i wonder if it's perfect cp <laughs> <laughs> the new battle facility known as the battle agency allows players to engage on three on three single battles using rental pokemon the variety of pokemon can be rented Increase increases by connecting with other players located locally or on the internet. As a the player wins a battle, their grade goes up by connecting with high grade trainers. Players will be able to rent powerful Pokemon to use in battle. If the players win lots of battles, they can fight facility bosses. Sophocles, they can fight the facility boss Sophocles. That doesn't sound rewarding at all. Players can earn <laughs> prizes by battling at this facility, including gold bottle caps. The breaking news here is players will now be able to collect totem stickers, which are located all around the Alola region. Based on how many stickers they have collected, players will be able to obtain totem-like Pokemon. Which totem-like Pokemon are uh, differ between Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? For example, Lorantis is exclusively available in Sun. Sazazzle is uh, exclusively in Moon. Finally, the QR scanner island, the QR scanner island scan feature will allow players to encounter more Pokemon than they've ever did before in Sun and Moon. New Pokemon include Charmander, Grovile, and Greninja. Further details about wild legendary Pokemon will appear beyond Ultra Wormholes have been revealed. Ho oh, oh, speak of the devil. Raikou. Oh wait, wait, no, no. Raikou. That's what they called it in the movie. Ugh. Yeah. Raikou. Raikou. Raikou, mm. Groudon, Latios. Dialga, Heatran, Reshiram, Tornadus, and Xerneas will be exclusive to Ultra Sun. Lugia and Tay, Kyogre, Latias, that's the one Ash kisses in the movie. Palkia, <laughs> Regigigas, Zekrom, Thunderous, and Yvatel will be exclusive to Ultra Moon. It looks like Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Mewtwo, Suicune, Regirock, Regi Ice, Regi Steel, yes! Rayquaza, Yuxi, Mess Spirit, Azelf, Giratina, Cresselia, Cobalion, Terrakion, Verizon Wireless, Landorus, Curium, and Zygarde <laughs> will be available in both versions. Several of these Pokemon will uh, only appear when the player has the other legendary Pokemon. Suicune, for example, will only appear when you have both Raikou and Entei present. Rayquaza will only appear when you have Groudon and Kyogre. Giratina, Dialga, Dialga, and Palkia, Kiram, Rushram, Zekram, Landorus, uh, Tornadus, and Thunderous present. Finally, oh no, we will get one more. We will get one more piece of information on November tenth at two p.m. Japan time. Alolan forms clearly. No, I don't think. I don't know. What's the date today? It's the fifth. 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 Okay. Fifth. Remember. Remember. The 5th. 10th of November, because we yes. get new Pokemon news. Absolutely. Sorry. All right. I have a lot of thoughts about uh, Rainbow Team Rocket. I've said it during my Twitch streams, because people come in, and that's like the first thing they want to know is what are my thoughts. But, Micah, what are your thoughts on all this news? Start it with sounds you. fine. I mean, it's cool that they're bringing back all the... It feels like this is like the greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this... Now 31. <laughs> Now that's what I call Pokemon <laughs> villains. <laughs> Thirty-one. I was thinking about this just on my own. Like, well, I don't. I don't remember what I was doing. It popped into my in the head. shower. <laughs> yeah, it's shower thoughts with Mike of the Brave. It popped into my head, and I was thinking about like 
maybe this is kind of like the end of an era to them because the next game we're probably going to get is a Switch game. Yes. I think that is probably going to be a very different landscape than what we've had on our regular portable Pokemon games for the last however many years. And maybe this is like their end of the era greatest hits of all of these villains from all these generations and you get to experience all of them and here's all of these legendaries from all of these generations and you get to experience those. It's like the culmination of everything that we've had for seven generations in one like greatest hits compilation. I agree with that. That's basically what I was going to say. You're not excited about the stickers? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm excited. I mean, that's fine. Stickers are great. I love stickers. Let me tell you how many stickers I I got in Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> All of them. You keep adding stickers to games, I'm going to s- keep collecting them. You played you played Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire more than Irene's 36 minutes and my... <laughs> Excuse me, it was 39 minutes? In uh, my... I think I put six hours in that game. Yeah. But you could pretty much catch all legendary Pokemon in that game because of Hoopa. Did you not pursue that? There were a that? lot. I don't remember if it was all of them, but there I, were a lot. It, there was a lot, but a lot. I've, from what I've heard, it was a pain because you had to go to like this beach at only on Thursdays yeah. at 7 p.m. And it was then time restricted. The Hoop will lay you a Kyogre. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's fine. Sounds like a clue game. <laughs> 7 p.m. on the beach, Kyogre with the Hoop. Yeah. Get it now. <laughs> clue. Get a clue. Do you, uh, Irene, does all these legendaries excite you? Is this like a new, is this something you want to pursue? You were pretty into SOS battles for yeah. Sun and Moon. Man. When, when, are you gonna, <laughs> when, you, when are you gonna become, uh, Twitch's number one shiny hunter? Uh, tomorrow. Just give me, give me like three hours. I got it. I'm excited for the amount of frustration that I'm probably going to feel trying to get all of these Pokemon, but I'm really stoked about a lot of them just because some of them I haven't actually caught in the first place. So I think, and I'm not going to go back to like black and white and be like, okay, let me no go. No one wants these. to go back yeah. to black and yeah. white. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not, <laughs> so not going to go do that. So at least I'll be able to do that in this game that's coming up. And I think that'll be a bit of closure, and it'll also be more satisfying, I think. You already have your guide ordered? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The guide to my life. Irene, thoughts on all these bad guys coming back? It's very nostalgia-based, I think. I don't know. I think it'll be cool. It'll probably... It's kind of dumb, though. Like... It's, it's cool. kind of dumb, though. <laughs> it's cool, but it's also like, why are you doing this? Yeah. We already defeated you. It's like, remember us? I don't... I guess. It's kind of just like, oh, okay, you just want us to beat you again. Cool. I think it would be cool if if it's not clearly like, oh, we're villains and we got this secret base, and it's just like, hey, we were we were bad, but come and battle us. Yeah. And it's just a challenge. Like yeah. It's not like an actual threat. And it's not, there's no, it's not based in the story at all. It's just like, oh, by the way, we're over here. People are so excited about this. And this is what I said during the Twitch stream is I remember how excited people were for Red and Blue to be in Sun and Moon. Yeah. And all they were were in the battle tree. Yeah. They didn't have any extra dialogue. You literally, oh, here's Red. Just happens to have a Snorlax. 
I bet he has a Pikachu. <laughs> oh, I bet that Charizard's coming out. And that's all you did was battle him. And everyone yeah. is so excited about this, but this is exactly what it's going to be. It's just, this is just the new battle tree. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine it's going to be anything else. If they do story, like, I think it's cool they're coming back. I think it's cool that you can battle him. I'm not into battle tree. I don't care about battle tree. I'll never do battle tree. Yeah. Just even when I played through Leaf Green recently, as soon as I beat the Elite Four, I was like, I don't want to battle anyone. Avoid all trainers. Let me just make my way to Mewtwo, catch it, <laughs> make my way over here to Entei, not catch it. Uh, let me just catch Pokemon. No Entei Club. No Entei. It's it's cool. It's it's cool that these old guys are coming back. It's the same as the Pokemon World Tournament Championships that they did in Black and White 2. They brought back all these old gym leaders and everyone got excited. And all you could do is battle them. Yeah, I don't think it'll be satisfying. I think it's just like, a, oh, that's cool. But like, I don't think I'm going to be impressed by it at all. Like, it's just going to be there is what I'm assuming. There's a small cutscene with Guzma or Guzma. I don't know how people are. I like Guzma. Saying, your I boy like Guzma. Guzma. Well, I think there uh, there is an actual Spanish name called Guzman. Like, that's Guzman. an actual. Guzman? Yeah, I think that's an actual like name. I know someone with the last name. And Guzman. I know uh, someone with the last name Guz- Guzman. <laughs> Guzman. I, I I like saying Guzman, but it, I mean the anime has always changed my mind. If the anime says it a specific way, got to go with it. Uh-oh. I know Guzma and Plumeria and whoever else is in Team Skull. They're all based off flowers. Okay. So whatever. I think the flowers also like Guzmarinia or whatever. I don't know. I'm just gonna say Guzma. Anyways, there's a scene. It sounds like bug. <laughs> Guzma sounds like bug. To, like it sounds like a bug to me. Really? There's kind a, of. Yeah. There, there's a. I think it was in the Japanese trailer because the Japanese trailer for Pokemon is always different than the U.S. There's a, like a short scene where uh, Guzma is pushing two Team Rainbow Rocket grunts aside as he is following you. Yeah. So there might be some story with the Team Rocket stuff, which I hope so. I mean, there was mention of Team Rocket in Sun and Moon, I mm-hmm. think at least twice. Yeah. I was referencing more the fact of all the other bad guys. Oh, like Cyrus and Maxi. Yeah. And- like, I feel like they're going to be irrelevant, but I think that <laughs> the whole Guzma Rainbow Team Look, Rocket Look, Lysander is was on- irrelevant the minute he appeared in X and Y. <laughs> Um, I think that'll just be on a separate level. I don't think it'll really be attached to everything else. Okay. okay. That's that's what my impression is. Also, last last thoughts before we move on to the movie. They showed the big poster with the, what do they call it? Battle agency? Yeah. They show all the bad guys on top. Faba is on the top. That's the Ether Foundation scientist. I forget what yep. he actually invented. I can't remember. I don't remember either. Uh, and then on the bottom, it shows all the heroes. And Wick is down there. Everyone loved Wick. Wick, Wicky, Wick. Wicky. Wick. Uh, and then also on the bottom with heroes is Guzma. Mm-hmm. Your boy. Your boy. Your boy. Your boy Guzma. Which goes hand in hand with the point that, you know, that he, he, he does. He turned, put, it, turned it around. Mm. I don't know if that's the, he just, he just turned it around. Yeah, I don't know. I, I will be very curious what they do with Team Skull in this game because yeah. it was clear the twist was Team Skull wasn't the bad guys. They were just annoying. <laughs> yeah. They were being used by the Ether Foundation. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. I mean, I, I don't think this is... I think it's fine. Like, it, it's clearly for nostalgia. That's yeah. pretty much all. It's just like an, it's like an Easter egg. And I can see why people are excited about it. 
knowing that it's probably just going to be like Battle Tree stuff. I'm excited for it as an Easter egg, but I'm not really excited for it as part of the story or a huge part of the game. Like, I'm keeping my expectations very in check because it's probably not going to be that impactful. Exactly. Exactly. We'll take a break. (laughs) Speaking of rainbows. Speaking of Rainbow Rocket. They were in the new movie. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the movie. So if you haven't seen it, well, that's weird because you only have like one weekend to see it. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. Or maybe they're waiting for Blu-ray. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to talk about the movie. So uh, people fall into the people fall into one one or two cams. They, they love the movie. They see it right away, or they just don't care about the movies. So you're either one of those two people. I'm assuming if you loved it, you saw it already, and you can't wait to hear our thoughts. I'm assuming if you don't see the movie, it's because you're in le- you plan on never seeing the movie and you're just going to listen to this because you need something to listen to in your car. So either way, we'll be right back. <laughs> so you wearing a hoodie right now as well. But... Well, it's one of those ones with the zip. Do you call them a hoodie or do you call them a zippy? Zip, 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 zippy. Zippy. Zip, 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 zippy. Oh, they also use the wrong word for sweater too. Uh... Have you all heard of the term zippy? And we are back from our break. Let's talk about the 20th Pokemon movie ever made titled Pokemon the Movie I Choose You. I didn't realize this was the 20th movie. I thought it was the 21st movie. Like, well, I, I legitimately thought it was the 21st. Uh, listeners, I've only brought the experts on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where, where do we start? Uh, uh, clearly, it's a big deal. They put it in theaters. They gave an exclusive card. I, I don't have it with me, but it, it's Ash's Pikachu. Okay, so before we begin... <laughs> You we you also get a, a hat Pikachu for Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, yes. So the movie was only showing Sunday uh, afternoon, Monday night, and I think they opened up two more showings for next week. So if you're listening to this and you're curious about seeing the movie after we talk about it, uh, you should be able to find it at your theater. Although they're saying the second the second weekend they're showing it, the second release, those two days, they're not guaranteeing the the trading cards or the QR codes. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Let's start off with our our movie history with Pokemon. Uh, uh, I have seen pretty much every single Pokemon movie. I've seen quite a few. I've not seen all of them. Okay. Is there was there is there one that stands out? Uh, give me a couple that stand out to you. Uh, one the Victini movie. We saw those that in theaters. Yep, and we did an episode about it. Yep, that was forever ago. Um, the first movie, the first two movies, of course. Okay. I really like the Dark Cry movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like the Dark Cry movie? Um, yeah, those. I feel like those are those my, are the ones that those stand are my out. Four. I'm surprised you didn't I say like the... Curse of the Unknown, which is the Ente movie. Yeah, well, uh, Papa Ente, not I getting mean, your love. That was three, right? That was three. Yep. I I mean I really like Ente. Celebi Forever. Ente's... Does that stand out to you? Eh. Arceus. Arceus. I, I like Ar- the Arceus. Movie. Arceus. I liked the, that the, movie. The Jewel of Life. What about uh, Jirachi Wishmaker? 
not very memorable to me right uh, now. What about Destiny Deoxys? I liked that movie. What about Pokemon Heroes? Let me just say. No. Ash kiss kisses a Pokemon in that movie. That Pokemon <laughs> is Latias. No. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. All right. Micah, what's your history with Pokemon movies? <laughs> uh, not many. Not that. Uh, which I have saw you seen? the first one in the theaters. Okay. Got my ancient Mew. And I think they were giving away you know, the I, birds I, too, right? No. I'm pretty sure they were giving away the cards. TCG for the cards? Birds. Oh, yeah. Yes. They were. They were. They were. Yeah. I bet we went to the same theater. Probably. I went to Mayfair. Oh, no. I didn't go to Mayfair. Oh. I went to the one on by Leon's Custard, the one that's still there today. Oh, okay. Right by Walmart to and everything. I'll day. say that I saw that movie in theaters probably three times. I think I saw it twice. Okay. Did you see Pokemon 2000 in theaters? I did. I think. They gave a card for that, too. What was it? Were those the birds? No, they gave the birds at Pokemon 2000. They gave ancient. Yeah, maybe. Mew. Yeah. Yep. Did you see Pokemon the the third movie in theaters? I did not. I bought it on VHS at Sam's Club <laughs> and watched it at home. <laughs> I think I saw 2000 in theaters. I think uh, Pokemon was still pretty big when 2000 came out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw it with when my the cousin. third movie came out. That's when. It started to dissipate yeah. a right. little bit. That's yeah. when you would easily go to a theater and no one else was sitting in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the first movie was pretty popular. I kind of stopped after Forever. But you saw Forever. I did see Forever because Celebi is one of my favorite Pokemon. And I loved it on that principle alone. And I saw the, I don't know if this count. I don't think it counts, but the like Mewtwo returns like that tv is, special that thing? is straight to vhs that doesn't count as one of the 20 movies okay i don't i, I, I want to go through this because i think the history of the pokemon movies is slightly important so pokemon the first movie mewtwo strikes back which is what it's called uh ash misty brock and several other pokemon trainers travel to an island under the pretense that they will be battling a superior pokemon trainer to only discover the genetically engineered pokemon mewtwo created by a scientist of for giovanni of team rocket is there planning to take over the world with other cloned Pokemon. All those clones. Uh, a lot of people will probably argue that this is the best Pokemon movie. This movie destroyed me. I think they're wrong, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, Pokemon the Movie 2000, The Power of One is the subtitle there. It says Ash, Misty, and Tracy. Oh, yeah, Tracy. Visit Shamuti Island where Ash is roped into a festival honoring Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, who are all captured by Lawrence the Third? How could we forget Lawrence the Third? Who? I, I I will guarantee anyone who says Pokemon 2000 is their favorite movie. I bet they don't know who Lawrence the Third is. <laughs> so don't even come at me with this is your favorite movie. I don't think Lawrence the Third, a Pokemon collector who wants to capture the legendary Pokemon Lugia, I have never heard Lawrence be said out loud in that movie. I don't I don't remember I, Lawrence at all. I don't either. All right, we've scrapped that off the table. <laughs> Pokemon the Movie 3, Spell of the Unknown. Which, by the way, is spelled like the word unknown and not the Pokemon. <laughs> yes. Which yep. is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Ash, Misty, and Brock try to retrieve Ash's mother from Molly Hale, a lonely girl whose father has disappeared, being taken care of by the Pokemon Unknown, who have created an illusion of the legendary Pokemon Entei. I didn't know it was an illusion. Entei's not real? Or is any of this real? <laughs> <laughs> this movie's weird because that girl calls Entei Papa. Papa Entei. Oh, yeah. 
Where's Mr. Mime fighting for his true love? <laughs> Ash, what's Ash's mom's name? Delilah. Her name's Delilah, I think. Delilah Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Forever, Celebi, Voice of the Forest. Uh, this was 2002, by the way. Maybe I should read dates. Uh, Ash, Misty, and Brock. Brock, once again, meet up with Sammy, a boy from 40 years in the past, and a mythical Pokemon, Celebi, who is being hunted down by the evil Iron Mass Marauder of Team Rocket. Uh, spoiler, Sammy is actually Professor Oak. That's the twist. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> movie's not good. I liked it, but I also like things. <laughs> you yeah. like everything. Yeah. The, the reason, I think Pokemon Forever is fine. Why I don't like it as much as other movies is it does feel like direct to VHS, direct to DVD. It didn't feel like it belonged in a theater like the first three did. Not saying the first, like, that... I'll tell you this. My perspective, as someone who saw the first movie in theaters probably three times, and then saw every other movie that I've seen, which is probably a total of seven Pokemon movies in total, once and never again, <laughs> they pretty much all feel like they go straight to VHS. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Well, no, I don't know. I feel like the Victini movie fit in theaters. Not, I'm not saying it was good, uh, like good, but it, how it, many of them were actually in theaters? Were all like I twenty think, in no. theaters? I can't remember. I think the third one was the last big one, and I think Pokemon Forever was limited. Okay, I don't remember as well. Pokemon Before. Heroes: Latios and Latias, 2003. Ash, Misty, and Brock once again. Trip to the city of Alto Marie is interrupted when two thieves called Annie and Oakley. That's a reference, isn't it? A Annie Oakley. Annie and Oakley try to steal the Soul Dew, a crystal that uh, holds the essence for the legendary Pokemon Latios and Latias, which also require to keep the city safe. What? I have not seen this movie in full. I've seen the first 15 minutes and I've seen the, you know, the last 15 minutes, the 15 minutes that matter. I haven't seen this one in full. Annie Oakley was an American sharpshooter and exhibition shooter. There you go. In the, I'm assuming, Wild West. Wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. Uh, we finally dumped Misty in 2004 with Jirachi Wishmaker. Ash, May, Max, and Brock meet the mythical Pokemon Jirachi, who wakes up one week every thousand years to grant a wish and uh, must be saved from the former Team Magma member Butler. Good old Butler. What oh. a villain. Butler, eh? This is the the fake Groudon. It's like very very big. Oh. And, uh, I I don't think it was a machine, but it wasn't a real Groudon. Hmm. That movie's all right. I never saw it. It's I not, don't remember. It's not one of my seven scene <laughs> films. Destiny Deoxys, Ash, May, Max, and Brock visit a city. This city doesn't have a name, apparently, compared to the other <laughs> city, <laughs> only to find under attack by an extraterrestrial. Pokemon Deoxys and the legendary Pokemon Rayquaza. I liked this movie. Uh, all centered around a young boy named Tori. This movie is really good. It was pretty good. What was the other Pokemon in this? Uh, Wasn't there like a there is Munchlax? Another one. Munchlax. Yeah, Munchlax was the the hidden star. But Munchlax was the Pokemon star of the movie. Hot Dog Machine was the hidden oh, character yeah, the of the movie. Hot dog machine. <laughs> The relationship between Hot Dog Machine and Munchlax is just mwah, perfect. Uh, Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. Ash, May, Max, and Brock is getting a lot of paydays here. 
Just raking in the movie cash. Making uh, the Brock, roster. help ancient Lucario discover the events that led up to his uh, abandonment. <laughs> Excuse me, abandonment by a man revealed as a hero while saving Pikachu, Meowth, and the mythical Pokemon Mew from a dying tree of the world's beginning. I watched this one on Twitch during the I, movie marathon. I never saw this one. I don't. Maybe. It, I think you saw the first 15 minutes and you got up and you left. Wait, wait, which one? Which one? Lucario and the Mystery yep, of yep, You. Yep, yep, No way. And I was I was with you. I was like, man, I can't handle this Lucario fan fiction that's happening. But that movie actually ends really strong. It's really good. Yep, uh, didn't, didn't. For the record, just like every single Pokemon movie, Ash almost dies. People cry. He comes back to life. You're, you're good. I probably would have been with you. <laughs> in getting up and leaving yeah. the second Lucario hit that screen and Ash, probably I, talked in English, right? Lucario? Yeah. I think Lucario talked, yeah. Because he's ancient. He's, yeah. yeah. Wait, did I talk about the the pony movie? Did we talk what? about the pony movie? The no, Caldeo we're not there movie? Yet. No, we're not there yet. No, I know, but like yeah, yeah, earlier, yeah, I didn't mention... Okay. okay, hold on. Wait till we're there. Was, we'll get okay. there. We'll get Man. to there. Uh, Ash, I wish I wish there was uh, I wish this Wikipedia had the the situations where Ash dies because I, I in the second one he also dies, doesn't he? I thought in the first one he 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 died gets turned too. to stone. Yeah, and then, no, in the uh, second one for sure. In the second one he also dies, right? Yes, he dies. I can't remember if he dies in the third one. I know Charizard comes last minute, and like that's a really good moment of Charizard crashing through the wall to save. Yeah, him. I don't remember if he died at that point, but definitely in the first two he died. In Lucario and the Mystery Mew, he also dies. He dies near the tree, and then somebody cries, and he comes back. Maybe Lucario dies. Anyway, I, I think he dies with Lucario. I googled how many times has Ash died, and one of the first results is a YouTube video titled Top 5 Times Ash Dies. <laughs> Perfect. That, that should be the, the underlying theme here in Pokemon <laughs> movies. The other great thing about Lucario and the Mystery Mew, I'm just saying, the Reggies are in that movie. And when they show up, they go. Uh, they're really great. I love the. They Reggies. make that movie fantastic. Uh, the next one I haven't seen. I've only seen the first fifteen minutes. Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea, uh, which is a Pokemon Ranger entrusts May with a mythical with the egg of a mythical Pokemon Manaphy, and with Brock, Ash, and Max, uh, keep them safe from an evil pirate phantom to ensure Manaphy's homeland is not destroyed. I don't know if that one's good or not. I haven't seen that one. Now we're getting to the good stuff here. 2008. The Rise of Darkrai. <laughs> Darkrai. <laughs> Ash, Dawn, and Brock must figure out a way to save Almost Town from the space and time warping powers of the legendary Pokemon Dialga and Palkia and clear the name of Darkrai, whose foreboding nature has led the town to believe it's involved in the destruction of the town. Darkrai actually not causing the problems here. Okay. This movie's good. I love this movie. But the plot, the story, is a disaster. It makes no sense. Yep. I saw this one on Twitch during the marathon. Yeah. And I liked it. It's good because it's like wrestling. The plot, the story they're telling is garbage. It's like a but, Royal Rumble. They just are, show you all of your favorites. <laughs> yeah, but there are so many like good moments that you just remember. Oh, when he turned into a licky licky, that was really great. Or, oh, when everyone says Darkrai really weird. <laughs> or, oh, when Ash is falling off the, cl the clock tower at the end. 
I don't know. I guess I would probably ta- died. I would take moments in a Pokemon movie over an actual good story in a Pokemon movie. Mm, I guess. I don't know if I agree. I'd with like that. a good combination of the <laughs> <Yeah>. two. <laughs> I would like both, please. Can I have another? Uh, 2009, Garretina and the Sky Warrior. Ash, Dawn, and Brock help the mythical Pokemon Shaman return to the Gracidia Flower Garden to participate in the flower bearing ceremony, all while Garretina and Dialga battle the Pokemon world and in Garretina's reverse world realm. I saw this movie. I feel like I've seen part of this. I don't remember a single thing from this movie. Never saw it. Oh, I do. Shaman's a jerk. Excuse me? Yeah. Shaman's a real jerk in this movie. It's really weird because you're so used to like Mew and Celebi and Marshadow being, well, there's a twist there, but you're so used to those Pokemon being like, oh, super friendly, super cute because they're little and they're mythical. Shaman's a real jerk. Yeah. (laughs) Why? I don't, I can't remember why, but I I do remember that. Just... It's got like attitude or Yeah, yeah. It has attitude and's not like does not want to be around Ash. Okay. Uh which is also a common theme of Pokemon not wanting to be around <laughs> Ash and Ash uh, convincing. Let's him. be friends. I think No. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me. Okay, so anyone saying that the first two or four movies are great have probably never seen Arceus and the Jewel of Life. I've never so, seen it. I think that movie is really good. I think that might be the best Pokemon movie until what we talk about today. Ooh, Ooh. spoilers. Uh, wow. Strong words. I think Arceus and the Jewel of Life has really good pacing. I think the story is very easy to follow and also interesting. They go back on the lore of the Pokemon world. There's a there's a bad guy who, you know, doesn't really matter. I mean, probably more memorable than Vincent the Third or whatever that guy's name Lawrence. is. Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence the Third. Get it together. Uh, and it's also a movie that Ash isn't too big of a focus in. Like, it's weird that, like, yeah, he still matters and he moves the story along, but it is... It is more about the history of Pokemon, which I really, really enjoy. It's that, a good movie. That movie's great. 2009. Uh, next one was Zorark and the Master of Illusions. Man, I've seen more of these movies than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so far, the only one I haven't seen is uh, Ranger and Temple of the Sea. Ash, Dawn, and Brock arrive in Crown City for the Pokemon Bracer World Cup, but instead discover that Zorark is under the control of a villain. Under the control of a villain is causing Hazard, Havoc... Havoc, disguised, Havoc? I can't Havoc. talk. Havoc, disguised as a legendary Pokemon, Entei, Ente, Raiko, Suicune, a Zorark, the child, Zorark's child, Zorura, asks for help to save their mother from the evil Kodai and his Shuppet, who seeks out Celebi and its ability to t- travel through time. That seems really complicated What the for heck a did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's not great. It's 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 got Zoroark in it, and for that reason, I'm out. <sighs> it's it. This movie seems straight to VHS for me. It does. I feel like it doesn't belong in the theater like the other ones I've said. I only remember like two scenes from this movie, and one of them is like a like a meal scene or something. Mm, they're a hot hot dog cart in this movie. Like no, they're no at, hot like. Dog. In in or something, they're like somewhere and they're eating. I don't know. It's well, you know, it's not always black and white. Oh dear! Sometimes this... our heart makes things right. Can we not the path we choose. Can we halt, friends. We I don't know the theme song to Black and White. Mm, 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 uh, mm. uh, Two thousand eleven, 
<laughs> Victini and Zekram or Black Victini and Reshiram. Both the same plot, and they just switch out the, the, the Pokemon here. Ash, Iris, and Silen. Is that how you say it, his name? I think so. Silen. Uh, travel to Endoink in <laughs> what? Uh, Endoink Endoink town to participate in a tournament, meeting the mythical Pokemon Victini along the way. However, they discover that they must stop stop Damien, a descendant of Endoink's ancient people of the Vale, from using the legendary Pokemon Reshiram to use Dragon Force to restore the former glory of the Kingdom of Vale, only to realize that it's out of control and can destroy the world. Another world ender here. Hmm. Uh, I didn't see this, but I did read about this at some point. I think when we were Googling movies for whatever reason. And I read that that's what they, what, that what they did was they just had the same movie, but they like reanimated certain scenes and edited it so that it was. Damien also had different Pokemon. In one movie, he's, his main Pokemon was Reuniclus. And then in the other movie, his main Pokemon was Gothitelle. If I remember. Okay. And they did the same thing. They both did hypnosis over and over. But for the most part, the movies are yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. That movie's cool because Golurk flies into space at the end for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> to it's, save the world. It's such a weird concept, I guess. I mean, it makes sense that, like, it, it almost makes sense in terms of, like, why didn't they do this sooner with split versions? Yeah. But it's also a weird concept to have the same movie twice, but. With a different Pokemon in it. <laughs> it sounds like and more it's exactly work. the same. I think saw the Zekrom one. I think uh, we saw the Restoram one. We did? Yeah. Is that the part when they're talking about it and they mention Zekrom, but yeah. like as a throwaway? Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, there's like, because Pokemon movies have cutscenes of um, like just Pokemon being animated, and the two movies had different cutscenes. Like, I think the Restoram movie had Bufalant, and then the. Zekron movie had Avalug or something. Okay. It was a cool concept. Uh, I have not seen this one, but this is 2013. Ge- I can't believe 2013 was Genesect. That's so long ago. Genesect and the Legend Awakened. Ash, Iris, and Silen visit New Torque City. New Donk City? New Torque City. Oh, I'm out. To enjoy its Pokemon Hills Park. Okay, is this supposed to be New York City, Central Hill? Or Central Park. Clearly. <laughs> uh, only to come under a group of, of Genesect angry of, of, of losing their home. Ash, Iris, and Silen are saved by Mewtwo, who wants to help Genesect, but also prevent them from destroying the city. This is the first movie with Mega Pokemon, and I think we get Mega Mewtwo Y here. And I'm pretty sure people were really upset that Mega Mewtwo Y was voiced by a woman, and it was very feminine, and they were not happy with that. Even though Mewtwo is genderless. It's, uh, sounds like quite the debate. That's all I know about the movie. And there's like a hundred Genesect in the movie, but I'm not sure why there are a hundred Genesect. People will find reasons to be mad about anything. I like Genesect though. So I want to see it. Bug. Bug, 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 bug. 17th Pokemon movie, 2014, Deance and the Cocoon of Destruction. I can't talk. When the mythical Pokemon Deance cannot figure out how to make a new heart diamond to save her kingdom. Interesting, they used her. I thought Deance was also genderless. Kingdom of Carbink subjects. She seeks out the legendary life Pokemon Xerneas for help, 
uh, meeting Ash, Serena, Clement, and Bonnie along the way as they help her escape a jewel, a group of jewel thieves and the un- unintentional awakening of the destruction Pokemon, Yivato. I have nothing to add to this. Neither do I. I've heard it's not good, but I've also heard that about every Pokemon movie. <laughs> what was 2014? Oh, did I miss a, did I, I think I missed one. I did. I missed a movie. Whew. People are probably screaming at their thing. I missed one of Irene's favorite movies. 2012, Kyrium and the Sword yeah! of Justice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, uh, Keldeo. <laughs> Ash, Iris, and Silent help the <laughs> mythical Pokemon Keldeo escape from the legendary Pokemon Kyrium, who seeks to battle it after freezing its com- compadres. The sacred swordman, swordsman, Cobalion, Terrakion, and Verizon Wireless. Um, <laughs> uh, this is movie. We we watched this for one of the Slack nights, the yeah. movie nights. Yep, that was the first time I saw it. And what did you think? I hated it. Oh man, it's so ridiculous. Why? Because Ash doesn't die in this one. Actually, does he not get frozen solid? I'm pretty sure they all do. Yeah, because. Kyrium oh, yeah, freaks does. out, and it's like, Brrr! and then Keldeo saves him. Kyrium's not actually glowing that sword, glowing sword horn pointed to the moon. What's a pony? I couldn't handle this. Pony <laughs> movie. The problem the with this movie <laughs> is there's not enough Terrakion. He had that deep southern voice. It was the combination of the voices that they chose for all of the. Yes. What are the? What are the, what are? What are musketeers. They the musketeers. Yes. No. Yeah. No, that's... That like, is the, like... Yeah, the, the musketeers. The legendary what musketeers. I, what am I thinking of? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. I know I'm right. Oh. <laughs> I don't say that often. It's a combination of the voices that they chose for the musketeers and grading, to me, dub voice that they gave Keldeo. Keldeo's voice Keldeo's was Keldeo's voice was... How much it was of just listening to the four of them talk <laughs> that I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I love like that the movie. Premise of the movie was good. Yes, but it was that's, that's what I'm saying. Unlistenable. The Kelly movie has a good story, but it's bad. That's why I would rather take moments in a Pokemon movie over story because they gave you a good story in Keldeo, and everything else about it was not good. Because like, actually, like the Keldeo movie is one of the movies where there's no bad guy. Like you can like people could say, well, Kirim's the bad guy. No, Kirim's not the bad guy. He is there for challenges. Keldeo ex- challenged Kyrium and then proceeded to run away, which is against the rules of the challenge. So all Kyrium was trying to do was like, hey, we need a battle. You initiated this. You can't run away now. That was really the the point of the movie. Yeah. And then the the musketeers were like, you're not ready, Keldeo. And Keldeo wasn't ready. <laughs> Until Ash got frozen solid, almost died. Everyone cried. And then Keldeo was ready. <laughs> Going through the standard Pokemon movie throws. <laughs> what this was your favorite movie? And not my favorite movie. Oh, it was but, one of your favorites. But I liked it because so it's what, ridiculous. It is, like it is, that's it why is. I like it. Like it's absurd. It is pretty absurd. Like it's kind of one of those things where ev- anyone talks and you're just like, that's so dumb. Like why is this happening? <laughs> okay, so I haven't seen four out of the so like movies. wrestling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Story doesn't matter as much. Uh, I've seen 16 of the 20 Pokemon movies. Uh, the other one I haven't seen is Hoopa and the Clash of Ages. 
when Ash, Pikachu, and friends... They're not even naming other people at this point. <laughs> when Ash, Pikachu, and friends visit a deserted city by the sea, they meet a mythical Pokemon, Hoopa, who has the ability to summon things, including people and Pokemon, through magic rings. After a scary incident, they learn a story about a brave hero who stopped the rampage of the terrifying Pokemon a long time ago. Now, the threat has been bottled up for years and the danger of breaking loose again. Can Ash and his new friends overcome the darkness within, or will the dangerous secret erupt into a clash of legends? Oh, dear. I think people like this movie a lot because you see so many legendary and mythical Pokemon. Because Hoopa has the ability to summon these. Hmm. Yeah, never seen it. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I know Miss D, shout out to Miss D, who is uh, one of the amazing Slack admins. I love Miss D. Uh, she said the reason that she actually really fell in love with Hoopa was because of this movie. Not oh. because of the plot, but because of how Hoopa was portray- portrayed as a character. The oh. Miss D backstory. Miss D actually gave me my Hoopa. Shout out to Miss D. Thank oh. you. Nice. Now I know the origin. I thought you said Misty at first, and I was like, what, excuse Mis- me? Misty, excuse me? Misty. Yeah. Uh, Micah's favorite movie here, Volcanion and the Mechanical Marvel. Ash and friends encounter the mythical Pokemon Volcanion. After a blast of steam from the sky, and Ash becomes bonded to it by an unknown force. Even after this movie, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Volcanion, who hates humans, is forced to bring Ash along as he heads off to the Azeroth kingdom. Volca- Azeroth? A-Z-O-T-H? Azo- Azoth? Azoth kingdom? Azeroth is World of Warcraft, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> now we're getting good. There was a weird crossover, really. <laughs> orcs and humans. Uh, Volcanion, obviously, side of the orcs for the horde, I believe. Obviously. Volcanion is in pursuit of the artificial legendary Pokemon, Magirna, hoping to rescue it from... A corrupt minister who stole it with the intent of using Magirna's mister, mysterious power to conquer the kingdom of machinery. Ash and Volcanion are forced to work together to rescue Magirna. Again, on paper, this plot is good. In practice, however, not a good movie. Mm-mm. Give me your thoughts, Micah. I read missed the movie night, so sorry. You saw the you saw a little bit of it. Yeah, like two minutes, and I was just like, mm. the only redeeming quality of this movie is the fact that Ash has the ability to change clothes in an instant, regardless of what situation he's in. What? There, Ash changes outfits like six times in this movie, and the entire time he has a metal band around his waist, and he's magnetized to Volcanion. So he can't walk away from Volcanion without being pulled back to it. And Volcanion, for the first hour of the movie, doesn't understand this. It's really frustrating <laughs> that Volcanion doesn't understand that Ash is magnetized to it. It's real rough. Shout out to my boy, the Pokemon Hunter, though, who was in it for two seconds okay. and then w- never came back. The guy with the random bazooka then yeah. crashed into a tree and then never appeared again. He like, pulled up in a, in a Jeep and looked like the most basic... Like rockabilly bad guy ever, and yelled a bunch, rockabilly. and then drove into a tree, and that was it. Oh, <laughs> also, it was clear that the people on the 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 staff making this movie just discovered what steampunk was. Yeah, I was like, we need to go hog ham on this. Oh, hog yeah. ham. Well, I never made the connection between Volcanion and Magirna and steampunk until yeah. this movie. And also, the little dude's name was like 
It was Tesla or something, wasn't it? Nikola. Nikola, yeah. It was Nikola Tesla. It was fine. Volcanion's voice, I don't think... Like, it... Most of the time, Pokemon movies make me like the Pokemon. I like Volcanion less now. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm still pretty, like, lukewarm on it. (laughs) Also, somebody said in Rabbit when we were watching this, and it made a lot of sense, is the movie's actually about, like, racism. Like, it's like they watched Zootopia which is a movie about racism, that worked. That's really good. That's a really good lesson to teach kids, and I agree. I think Zootopia is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Let's apply it here, because the whole thought process is Volcanion had one bad experience with humans, so therefore, I hate all humans. Yeah. And I the- feel like that's a theme, that, like, that's a recurring thing, though, in Pokemon. Is it? Isn't it? I feel I like so. that storyline has come up before, like, I don't like... Humans, because I'm a Pokemon, and humans <laughs> do bad things to Pokemon. Yeah. In previous movies, like, kind of, but not, not really. Uh, Celebi had a little of that, I think. I don't mean necessarily just the movies, either. I'm talking about, like, the in anime story. in general. Yeah, movies. no, absolutely. Yeah. In the well, story. that was, like, Team Plasma was, hey, we want to separate Pokemon and humans because they shouldn't be used as weapons or tools. tools. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not a bad lesson. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying, uh, like, it's not a complaint. It's just like that movie on paper seemed should have worked really well. And in practice, it was like the first hour of that movie was pointless. They could have. They were showing off uh, all the cool steampunk stuff that they animated. <laughs> they could have turned the first hour of that movie into about a half hour, cut a lot of the fat. But then it wouldn't be 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we get to the 20th Pokemon movie debuting November 5th. Hey, that's today. 2017. I choose you. There's actually no description here. Um, for that, Mewtwo Returns, by the way, uh, 2001, that is a TV special that was not a movie. Was there? Is there another TV special? Um, the Mastermind of Mirage Pokemon, uh, which has to do with... What? M- Mirage Mewtwo. That's what it has to do with. Oh. Okay. Uh, 2006. So I would have been graduating high school. Mm. Let's start with Irene. What were your overall thoughts with the movie? Oh, I have to go first. Okay. Um, It wasn't terrible like i thought it was cute it took me a bit to kind of get over the fact of that it was supposed to be like an alternate situation i was very much like but why why is this happening even though like really none of it mattered it's like a remix in the yeah and i didn't really uh, verity as a character she didn't really verity sorry you were mumbling a little bit there sorry her, 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 they also mumbled her name a couple her times. Her name is and I Verity. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't hear it. Yeah, she was okay. I liked her. Like I liked her more towards the end, but in the beginning. But I think. That, I mean, you only had ninety minutes with her, whereas like Brock and Misty and Tracy, you've had hours and hours and too years long. And, yeah. <laughs> um, Brock was in like sixteen movies for gosh sake. <laughs> I I thought the way that they kind of touched on points that happened in the anime was kind of like it was very start and stop it kind of flowed but it also was kind of like okay we're gonna do this part and then we're gonna do this part and then we're gonna do this but then we're gonna do this illusion and show you life without pokemon and then i thought that was interesting yeah i thought that was really i thought it was cool i was like oh there are cars on that poster yeah Uh, (laughs) the like pokemon starter poster but with like Red, Scions blue, and green, on it was incredible. Cars. It was it was very interesting, and I don't know if if kids 
would get that right away. I mean, kids are smart, right? Like they, I, th- I think for the most part, kids can follow like a Toy Story three or a yeah, you know, Monsters Inc. or pretty much. I'm just naming Pixar movies, which are really good animated movies. Are they called animated? Digital yeah. animation? I don't know. Yeah, it's animation. Yeah, uh, the problem with movies like this is they're so kid focused, and adults watch it and they're bored out of their mind. Whereas, like, I can watch Toy Story three as a I don't know when I saw that. Like I was 26, 25 maybe. And I'm like bawling. No, Toy Story 3 is much older than that. Toy Story 3 or Toy Story? Toy Story 3. Oh. Because I saw that in theaters. That was semi-recent. Yeah, yeah. that was recently. Yeah. That was... yeah, like four years ago. Yeah, so I would have been like 25. Yeah. I watched Toy Story 3. I thought it was amazing. Bawling my eyes out at the end when... I haven't seen it. Oh. I don't care. It's four years old. Go oh, ahead. They're about to get like crushed in a dumpster at the oh, end. Okay. And it's just, all right. It's, it's very emotional. Because they're all like holding hands and they're like, well, here we are. We're going to die. Oh, uh, no. And yeah. it was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the beginning of Up is another good example of like, are kids going to get this? Like these, pa- like they, they lost their child. They tried to have a kid and they lost it. Like, are kids going to get this? And as a, as like an adult, I'm like crying because these two people tried to have a kid and they didn't and now he's old and living in a house and it goes up in balloons yeah yeah point in the the movie where it flashes back and there's cars on the wall and we laugh because it's kind of funny yeah but it's it, super funny it's, <laughs> it, i i feel like it was a good moment yeah, yeah absolutely i think that probably was like one of my favorite parts out of everything what, what were your thoughts on you you mentioned uh what's your name Verity. Verity. I wanted to say Sor- Tracy. What was the guy's name? Soros or Soros? Soros. My worry was Soros. I said Soros. S O R E L. Soros. Sorry. My worry was they were going to take these two characters and put them into Brock and Misty's shoes. And they didn't do that at all. They didn't do that. But what were your thoughts on the guy? Uh, He was okay. He was very soft spoken. I think I was very much just like, they're okay. Oh, I liked them both. I did too. Yeah. yeah, like they were they were okay though. Like, I would like, love to see these guys come like, back. Like that was my yeah. that was my thing. Is like I would like to have seen more of them. So it was like I like you, but I feel <laughs> I like, like you, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wish you, I had more me. time with them. Like it did make me want to see anim- the anime with them instead of just like this one-off movie. Maybe I felt differently because the only side characters that i got or like sidekicks that i ever got attached to were brock and misty and like maybe tracy so come I on you like tracy he i don't was like drawn. expect that i wasn't expecting like oh i want to see characters that i recognize or like whatever i i just assume that that's kind of like ash's friends are in such heavy rotation that yeah well not brock know, well, I think that's I think that's a problem with the movies is they rely so much on like Brock and stuff, and it's clear because of this movie they can write other characters and they're good. Yeah, they were okay. I liked their introductions a lot. I I, I agree with that. I really liked their backstories from what we could see. Yeah. Oh, I meant like just their introduction in general. Oh, how they oh like how like Pip everybody Lepin. laughing at Ash in the Pokemon Center because <laughs> they can all hear his call with his mom asking him about his yeah, underwear that was and cute. like Yeah. That was cute. And she's clearly like Verity's making fun of him. I thought that was great. Let's rewind a little bit cuz we can talk about these characters more, but before we get to those talking about moments and i think this movie has a lot of good moments that stand out some of them were copied from the very first episode or the first season or however you want to pitch that but the spiro scene yeah Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think it was really, really well done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really well animated. It was really well done. I Pikachu had more emotions than just Pika and Chu. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe that's when people start to complain about a certain part of the movie that we'll get to. But like, I felt like this was the first time in a long time where Pikachu, you can always like understand what Pikachu's thoughts and processes are. Yeah. But I feel like they really went out of their way to show emotion with Pikachu throughout this whole Pikachu movie. Pikachu was the star. I really liked Pikachu's Pikachu. always this, the star. I mean, yeah, of course. But like, Pikachu's I was just. Flagship. It just reminded me of how much I just adore Pikachu. Like, I was just like, oh. So cute. I just, except for one part, okay. but I mean, I had a lot of intense nostalgia at the very beginning of this movie. It opened amazingly. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much almost like a shot-for-shot shot rewrite of the first episode. Yep, but done in like five minutes instead of yeah, twenty-one minutes. Right, yeah. which was great. Like that that pigeon that Spiro scene is one of the most iconic scenes from the anime i think yes. like that's one of the that's like the defining moment between ash and pikachu and that scene it has is always has always been stuck in my head like that's i'm always you know able to recall that scene every time you're in the shower that's the first thing you're thinking yeah, of. anytime i see a bird i'm like <laughs> oh that ash and pikachu and spiro scene but it the like the 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 new animation style, the like sun and moon animation style, the way more frames animated than they have ever animated made it feel way more lively, but it still had all the character that the original scene had and that the first episode had. I think it resonated more with me. I, th- I think this. it hit me harder too. Yeah. Yep. It was a lot. It goes then into the theme song. Which they redid with a new singer. Yep. Mike and I met the original singer. Shout out to Jason something. Yep. He was nice. Yeah, he was super nice. Uh, you could tell he was a little jaded. Yeah. Uh, because I think they paid him once for the song and then they never used it again. And because of how licensing works, they just had the rights to his voice for however long they used that song for. Mm-hmm. I don't. Which I think some would argue that's also on the artist for not. Uh, yeah, I'm not following sure. that, but you know, it's still. It, it shady. sounds like he was a one and done with Pokemon. Yeah, um, I I don't know the whole history there, but I I like the new song, and I thought it was very interesting that they did the the Caterpie thing during that situation. Oh yeah, the oh, the whole montage. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, when when are they gonna split it? Like, how was that going to happen? And it was right. like, here's the Spiro stuff, which I would as- I assumed that it wasn't going to be long. I mean, all the previews focused on the first 15 minutes of the movie, and that's exactly what the- it was. It's the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, they focused on that. They went through. He caught the Caterpie. You could see that Pikachu and him were hitting it off, just clicking on all cylinders. And then as soon as that ended, he was at this celadon gym yep Yep. i when they which was the split yeah when they skipped over viridian and pewter city Mm -hmm. i was just like oh (laughs) and i thought it was really i thought it was really really interesting that she said how many badges is this and he said this is my third yeah meaning if he took the standard route that would have been his fourth yeah so which gyms did he skip i'm assuming he skipped pewter i must have misheard this because i thought he said this is my first 
No, he said third. This, this is my third. Okay. And he didn't show the other badges he had, which I was expecting him to like flash. Yeah. Not that, I none thought he of said, that matters. this is my first, and then I was like, oh, because he didn't fight yeah. Brock and Misty. No, and he that said this sense. is my third. So I'm assuming he skipped Pewart, and that's why he never met Brock. Okay. That makes the most sense, because technically Misty's also not a gym leader at that time either, so he could have battled Misty. I don't know how Viridian connects to Selena. But we don't know if she was or not at this point because yeah. this is a different timeline. Right. And it was just right. like the fact that it was just, oh, now we're in Celadon. Here's the rainbow badge. I just was like, oh. Like, well, it makes cool, sense, though. too, for but, the, like, the consistent plot of the... Because yeah. I think, personally, my theory, hot take. Okay. I think the split happened. I think this like timeline or whatever split happened when he got... Canterbury. Rainbow the, feather. The feather, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the point that it was like, okay, this is a new story. Yeah. Right. And I think that's totally fine. Yeah, I do too. And that's how they set it up and everything. So I liked, though, that they were like, here's a gym battle. Here's Ash getting his third badge because now they've established that he's been doing something for X amount of time mm -hmm. and he's a good trainer. Although at that point, he still had Caterpie and he still had Pikachu. Yes. We don't know if he had any other Pokemon. I don't think so wiping the floor with those gyms with only two pokemon yeah like a true champion and again i don't think any of that matters it's just kind of like oh cool you yeah you, you're you've progressed in the pokemon world uh and then we're in a new town i don't remember what the town is called but that's where we meet v verity i thought they were still in celadon that was yeah that was the celadon pokemon center oh was it yeah, yeah. oh okay because they were in there and then he was talking with his mom yep and everyone was laughing at him. Mm -hmm. And then the guy ran in with his Vaporeon and was like, Vapor Ente. Viper. Vapor Man. <laughs> um, it was like, Ente was here. That was that was cool. I liked yeah. that a lot because everyone was like, what? Yeah, that's another <laughs> super good moment. Yeah. And like, I, I keep saying that, but like none of these other Pokemon movies have moments like that. Hey, I just saw this legendary Pokemon and everyone freaked out. Like even in the Darkrai movie when they were like, Darkrai is here, everyone's like, Oh, that sounds scary. Okay. Oh, <laughs> go back to selling poffins. <laughs> um, like it's like the people in the world cared about something other than Ash. They reacted the way you would expect Pokemon trainers to react when yeah. you're like, "Oh, I, there's a legendary Pokemon just outside the door." Yeah, like, everyone was like, "I need to catch it." Yeah, instead it was of so just cool. instead of yeah. Ash being like, "I need to catch it," and everyone else being like, "Okay, oh, okay, oh, all right, Ash, uh, okay, okay, go uh, for it." I see you oh. have the feather though. You must be a uh, Rainbow of Time. <laughs> I guess I'm uh, gonna go back to uh, catching my Caterpies. I, uh, I've never kissed a Pokemon, so uh, one up on you, Ash. <laughs> I, and I thought it was like the 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 Entei moment of that's how the three of them got together, and they yeah. all had different. It was cool that Ver Ver Verity. Am I saying her name right? Verity, yeah. yeah. She was also competitive like Ash, but it was also cool that. Zoral, 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 Zoral. Yeah, with an yeah. S. Yes. Okay, uh, Zoro. <laughs> when they introduced him, I was like, "Did they, did they say Zoro?" <laughs> Zoral. Yeah. Wanted to catch it, not to be competitive, but because they were studying. Because they wanted, they want to be a professor. Yeah, yeah which so is cool. I, I thought that was cool. Also, that was like the first time. I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. That was like the first time where I felt like a legendary Pokemon mattered i don't know what it was about the animation but entei had so much weight it's very majestic to it. yeah majestic's a it's good very word. majestic not when they encounter it and they're fighting it but when they encounter it in the cave after and it kind of just like saunters in with all of these pokemon following it because it's keeping them warm 
yeah. in this like cold storm. Yeah. It just looks like a majestic Pokemon. Yeah. It looks it like very a, authoritative. Yeah. Feels like a legendary Pokemon. Yeah. And we've seen the birds and we've seen the beasts in other movies and they just they just feel like Pokemon. They just feel like, oh, you're you're just the point of this movie. Whereas Entei wasn't the point of this movie, but felt so heavy. Like felt like it had so much weight behind it when it moved. Yeah. I think the impact of all the legendary Pokemon in this movie had like that moment that was like, okay, this is why you're different. Like yeah. even with Suicune, when Verity was looking over her pictures and then Suicune was just like, I'm here. Also looking majestic. It looked majestic in a different way. Entei felt very heavy and very strong and Suicune felt very like light. Elegant. Very, yeah, yeah, elegant. Yeah. Like the car on Ash's poster. <laughs> yeah, elegant. Was that a Scion XB? Oh, man. Not bad, Ash. We didn't talk about Cross at all. Yeah, Cross. I think Cross was a really good character as well. Right. Yeah. He was like Gary, but almost more mean. Yeah, he was yeah, definitely absolutely. more mean. Absolutely. I liked him. I liked him a lot, too. And I liked his turn at the end, and we'll get to that. But And Gary, Gary had the same turn, so it's not like... That was a, a new, I mean, yeah. a lot of shows have that bad guy turns into good guy at the end. I think Toy Story 3 had that with the bear. <laughs> I think the part with uh, Charizard, not Charizard, Charmander and Cross, like I really liked that. Yes. Um, His whole like, what did he say? There's a lot of these out here. Power is might or might yes. is whatever. Might is right. Might, might is, is right. right. Yeah. It's a good um, tagline. I mean. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Yeah, I agree. Going back to the anime, though, Ash does find Charmander out in the rain, like he does in this movie. Yep. And it was the same situation of, hey, a trainer left you behind. Yeah. But this one establishes that, oh, that trainer was cross. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Right. Same general attitude as the Pokemon trainer that left Charmander. I don't, I don't, think, don't, we, do, I don't think we saw that in the anime. Yeah. Definitely did. Oh, we did? Yeah, him and his like crew, and he's like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally left that Charmander out there. I don't care about him. I don't remember what the exact line was, Cross but it's definitely Duty. like talking about it with, with his buddies about mm-hmm. like bragging about leaving the Charmander. That was cool. That whole cave scene was cool of like Entei coming in and just like respecting the space of them and they respect they respect the space of that where it wasn't yeah. like, oh, Entei's here. Let's go catch it. It was very, it was very hushed. Yeah. He didn't roar us and then never show up again. Oh, man. So he goes out by the pond. By the pond. Do you want to talk about Verity's mom? Sure. Well, that was that was the picture scene with, um, well, the cave where they like, where'd you come from? And she's like, let's change the topic. And we went to Ash. She definitely dodged. Yeah. And bit. then the pictures with Suicune. And then we see what looks to be Cynthia as her mom. Yeah. And then in the next scene, she confirmed, oh, my mom's a really powerful did she say? I don't know. Think really she said, famous or she something? She said trainer. Yeah, I don't well, think she said gym leader or something. Yeah, but it was confirmed later on because you looked it on up. the internet that it is Cynthia. Yeah. Cynthia is her mom, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic she's got with her mom, mm-hmm. which I think plays into Cynthia having Emporion. Was that a? Th- I don't think maybe she does in like post game. I don't yeah, remember. I, don't I think even if it, she didn't in the games, I think part of the point was like Verity has a pipple up. Her mom's got an Empoleon. Yeah. yeah. It makes her stand out from Misty, which I, w- I worried the entire time. Oh, like, this is going to be Misty. Because she was also very, like... They were she, different. They were a lot. They yeah. were very but different. But Misty has yeah. never mentioned her, not that I know of, of her parents or, like, 
it's clear that her goal is to make her mom proud. Yeah. Which I don't think... I don't think well, Misty had the whole, like, I need to prove to my, my sisters oh, that yeah. her sisters, I'm a viable yeah. gym leader. Yeah. It, it gave character to both of them in such a short time span that they gave them these... It, what were short enough scenes of backstory, but it gave them enough character that they felt like good character like they felt like characters that you cared about throughout the movie rather than just like oh they had a sad thing happen or they have like a <laughs> rough past like yeah okay right yeah they they felt it, you feel like you got i don't know you got to know them in a really short time frame mm-hmm. with the scenes that they gave uh we we didn't talk about Marshadow that appeared in the cave for the first time yeah irene leaned over to me and was like who's that I was like, that's Mar Shadow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That is what happened. That's that, that's who he is? It was hiding in the shadow of Ente yep. initially. Yeah. And then as they were describing The Rainbow the Trainer or Rainbow whatever. Hero, rainbow I think hero. was the right. word. And this just goes back why why I like this movie so much is because I felt like everything had a reason. Like the reason you're seeing Ente, the reason you're seeing Suicune and Raiko at the end there is because ash has the rainbow feather yeah. and because they were reborn by ho-oh right they are guiding him to it so it's just like we're not throwing legendaries and just you know throw it yeah we need to do a movie about genesex so let's make something up yeah <laughs> it all kind of makes sense it all had purpose yeah and our shadow was i i guess now officially part of the ho-oh lore yeah i guess so it's the lore it, i'm trying to recall this as best i can but the lore is that it oversees the rainbow hero on their journey to meet Ho-Oh. And if they're not viable candidate, then they it, stop them. It tries to stop them. Got it. Okay. That answers one question I had at the end. Cause um, that, that happened a little fast at the end. I was like, okay, wait, whoa, slow down here. Yeah. We had a uh, uh, old man red telling us all the details. <laughs> Bonsai. No. Oh, Bonsai. Yeah. Was that a reference to red? The hat was, for sure. Yeah, the yeah. hat was, for sure. Yeah. Okay. It's the original, like, Game Boy manual. Yeah, the Game hat. Boy manual hat was on red. With the or not leaf. red, but bonsai or whatever. Bonsai. Irene, tell us about the cross scene. Oh, uh... That was, like, the first time they really interacted. Well, they, like, had the tiff about the Charmander, but this was, like, their first actual interaction. Yeah, so they were... <laughs> the best part... Okay, so they... Well, Ash won a battle, and Uh then gets a Snorlax, and then with Pikachu. Yep. And then um, they started. They were going to do a new battle, and Cross walked up and was talking about how his Pokemon are the most strong. Blah blah blah. And then, and so Ash decides to use Charmander, and Cross is all, "Oh, uh, you picked up." That weak Pokemon, I can't believe you. Not, I can't believe you, like, how dare you steal my Pokemon. But, like, More like, I can't, I can't believe, believe you because that Pokemon is not good. Yeah. And then he was talking about how weak trainers and everyone is trash and how people that lose are worse than trash. That and was a direct quote. Yes. <laughs> trash and worse than trash. Using Irene's core language. Yeah, I love <laughs> trash. Um, <laughs> Wait, I heard <laughs> when he said... Whatever tr- weak trainers are trash, I heard one seat over 
<laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> um, and then they decide to battle with Incineroar and Charmander. Charmander, and Charmander kind of gets wrecked, and it's really sad. I mean, doesn't Charmander evolve? Yeah, Charmander evolved mid battle. The no, after the the first the first the fight before Cross, right? No, no, no. he evolves mid battle of Cross because Cross oh, does because Cross lets Charmander attack. Four different times, yeah, and then flamethrowers and mid flamethrower. It evolves. Oh, it evolves maybe. during because it, yeah. But afterwards, it can't flamethrower anymore. The the char- the charmeleon can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it did. Evolve. I think it was the battle before that. Yeah, no, it did. I it battled, that- It evolved the battle before that. Because then when it evolved and it, it was lands, attacking, it then l- the whole point was crossing. It it, yeah. You don't even know what abilities your Pokemon has. Yes. Yeah. Because when it initially evolves and wins the battle the first time, it like lands on Ash, and Ash realizes it's too heavy. Yeah, yeah, and falls back. Knocks backwards. him over. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty great. Yeah, there was a battle before that. No, I know, but was the Pikachu with the Iron Tail and the Snorlax? That was right before. It that was, was the right same before. same battle, I believe. No, no, Pika- there was another battle in between all this where it oh. just randomly evolves. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. okay. Well. Or it was a montage, or I don't know. Yeah, something. it was the same like way that uh, Caterpie evolves. It was just like a quick. Yeah. Um. So Ash loses to Cross, and Cross is like, "You will never be a good trainer because you don't know how to use your Pokemon." I mean, correctly. he makes good points. And yeah, no, everything he was saying, I was just like, "Yeah, well." It's, it's very easy to like a villain who is Reasonable. speaking the truth. <laughs> yeah, Ash, you shouldn't have used Flamethrower. Yeah. You don't know your Pokemon's abilities. Even Sorrel, Sorrel was like, "No, he shouldn't do that." And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but Ash is a sore loser and was basically really. But this is this, this is, is the f- first time he's been a sore loser. Okay, so this is where I think the plot sort of starts to get hazy, because at this point, Mar Shadow has latched onto Ash's shadow, and. It's clear that Marshadow is driving some of what he's doing and saying. Because there are points where he says something like, I wish I wouldn't have run into you or whatever. And then he says to Pikachu in the woods, I wish I would have got Squirtle or Charmander instead. Yes. Yep. And every time he says something like that, Marshadow shows itself in his shadow. And you can tell that he he's feeling like, why did I say that? Yeah. So it's using its dark powers or whatever to drive him to say these things or feel these, these ways. I, I didn't really notice that. I don't think Marshadow's evil, though. No. I think he was just testi- like, testing Ash right. to see if Ash was actually the chosen one. Yes, I 100% agree. Because, it, yeah, what Micah said is right. Like, he, like, every time Ash said something, like you could tell he instantly regretted it. But at the same time, Ash has never been a sore loser yeah. in... in movies or the anime before like he might complain but he's never been like oh i like i wish i didn't have pikachu like that has never been no that's never happened it was like forcibly teaching him a lesson teaching him a lesson about the connections to pokemon and having a good heart having a good pure heart as a trainer which is part of the plot because as they stated in the cave the trainer who has the rainbow feather is a trainer that Ho-Oh genuinely likes and is a trainer that has a good heart. 
and when someone with an evil heart touches the rainbow feather, then it loses all of its color. And this is the point, then, where he's saying all of these things. Marshadow is, like, sort of guiding him to say these things and feel these ways and push everybody away from him, and the feather loses its color. Right, right. I, and I would assume that up to this point, Ash has lost before. Yeah. I think it was just the battle with Cross made him second-guess. Well, and the fact that Marshadow was pushing. Yeah. But, like, that was the turning point of, oh, this is the actual issue here, where... Right. Ash has a lot of pressure on him now, and he doesn't think he's good enough. But somebody like Cross is, in Ash's eyes, better than him, and he's he's not sure why. Right. Well, he says somebody like him shouldn't be be able to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a pretty powerful quote. Also, it's like a really real quote. How many times have you walked away from job situations or money situations or French situations or winning or losing and being like, I know I could have done that. Like, yeah. Why Why did this happen this way? Right. I feel like a broken record, but I feel like <laughs> old movies don't have moments like that. I think so, too. I think it goes through a lot of... I'll save my overarching opinion of why I think this is better than previous movies for when we're done with all of it. Well, that that leads into the world of no Pokemon, right? Which we like falls asleep against a tree and enters this world of no Pokemon, which I think I think think we've talked about, you know, cars on the wall, no Pokemon is kind of funny, but at the same time, very real. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I went from Butterfree evolving to either before or after the Lapras and then it went into the the Butterfree meeting the other Butterfree. Yeah. The shiny Butterfree, even though it's not a shiny Butterfree. Yeah. But they mentioned that. Oh, that Butterfree's a different color, which I thought was cool. Yeah. And that's when they're soulmates. This was the this was the whole scene that I was also worried about because so many people prior to this movie were already upset Brock wasn't in it, already upset Misty wasn't in it, and then was like, how could they take these people out and then redo the Butterfree scene? But yeah. it, while, I liked it a lot. While it was the same situation, it was definitely on different terms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the the but the how the butterfreeze met were, was different. How they were like go, like they were still let go during like a mating situation, but it was it was still totally a same script, different. I don't know. Scenario. I think the point of all this though, and is that it's not about all these side characters. All of these Pokemon are Ash's Pokemon. They're connections that he has to the Pokemon. Yes. And they're Ash's relationships with his Pokemon and it doesn't need Brock. It doesn't need Misty. Right, it doesn't yeah. need Tracy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, they played parts in those stories. It's Ash's story, you know? Yes. Like Ash has been so easy to relate to Ash in this movie and every step of the way. And I felt like as a 10 year old boy watching Pokemon, cause I was 10 when it came out, I did relate to it. Yeah, and then as an adult, I just look and go, "Ash, you dumb dumb, like <laughs> you dumb dumb." Why did Why did Pikachu lose against Snivy? I get it, Zekrom snapped your powers. Yeah, okay, cool. But like, <laughs> come on, you know better than this. But in like this movie, like everything Ash is doing is like, "Yep, that makes sense." Like you are truly a good person, and like you're making good decisions and you're making hard decisions. Like letting Butterfree go is not an easy decision. Yeah, but like to Ash, that was the right decision. And yeah, they've done it before, but I think it 
it needs to be done for a new audience. And I think it needed to be done for the people like us returning. We've seen that before, but I think that just like the Spiro scene, it was more impactful the second time than it was the first time. Yeah. Part of that, too, is like how much more emotion they put into that scene. Like the emotion coming from Ash is a lot stronger than it was in the original episode. The emotion from the Butterfree itself feels a lot more, uh, like a lot more powerful because it's, it's ready to not go. Goes behind his back and is like, okay, I'll come with you if you, yeah, uh, like I'll leave this Butterfree that I just fell in love with if I have to. A super like little thing, but like spoke miles to me was the fact that like Ash physically like moved the Butterfree away. Yeah. And I, it like comes down to like the whole movie isn't about. I I mean I've already seen in Slack people are complaining about the ending, but I think they're missing the point of this entire movie, which is about like Ash's friendship and how Ash is a good person, right? And who cares how if Ash almost died at the end? Like it's, I don't think that matters really to the story they're telling, right? I I have thought <laughs> I got the. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this like the Butterfree leads into the end part. We see the wannabe Red. I don't yeah. know his name. Bonsai. 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 Um, it's I don't know. It's Santa with Red's hat. Wrote the or the initial book of Ho Oh and Marshadow and animals. Also, they yeah. they were like, hey, we forgot to put Raiko in this movie, so let's put it up here real quick. And <laughs> why is Raiko always getting the short? Yeah, end he of the always stick? gets the short in every movie. I feel bad for that guy. Did we? Are we skipping too far ahead? Is that no. that's on the timeline? No, we're yeah. fine. Okay. We're good. So the end part, yes, is where we're at. So Marshadow still following Ash, Feather still lit up. Mm-hmm. Have to put it on top of this weird rock. And when they get there, then Marshadow leaves Ash's shadow, and Bonsai says, "The only reason that Marshadow is here is to oversee the proceedings." Yes, we see like a split thing that Cross is following them. Like yeah. prior to that, but he doesn't make himself apparent. Okay. Because at that point, Bonsai is like so excited that this ceremony is about to happen, and he's like, Marshadow's only reason is to be a judge. Oversee the yeah. Okay. Uh, and he does mention that like the Pokemon are kind of tense because not this doesn't always happen. Yeah. So you see like the Nido Queen and the Nido King like looking over, giving Ash the the one the one the one over. They showed up. To be an audience. For some reason, didn't think Cross would be, like, show up again? I guess it makes sense. When they're in the city, after their battle, or before the battle, or whatever it is, they're they're in the library, looking over books or whatever, and he overhears that. He's eavesdropping on them. So he knows that Ash is the, quote-unquote, rainbow hero. Yeah, and that's a weird, like, that's a weird dynamic that Ash was not jealous, but, like, why did he win? And then Cross is like, why does he have that? Yeah. Like, they're definitely... Je- is it envious? Jealousy? Yeah. Those are pretty no, much No, they would be jealous, because envious would be... You the also want the, sa- you want the same thing, but jealousy is you want that and that person not to have it. The Simpsons. Is that is- the difference? Yes. Like, oh. if, if you're... Like, if you got... If you got a job that paid like a hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, which I know you already make, so that you know. Oh, you know me, money bags. 
I would be, I could be envious of you where like, I'm glad that you have that job, but I also want that job. If I was jealous of you, it would be, I want that job and I don't want you to have that job. Oh, okay. That's the difference. Am I right? Pretty sure. (laughs) Semantics with SBJ. Here we go. One thing I get right in this last hour conversation. Cross appears out of the rock. They have a battle. This is the battle that Ash wins. And then Cross just pushes him over and takes the feather. <laughs> yeah. Like a true bully. No, I thought it was good. I mean, like, that's also a very human thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then places the feather on top. And we get the Charizard evolution, finally. That's the point that oh. we get Charizard. No, we got when the Charizard fight- mid-battle. When they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That battle is the... A lot of Evos in this. <laughs> yeah, and they're quick and, like, yeah. not... Normally, when an evolution would happen, I no, guess. I think it's but cool. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I've had Pokemon evolve no mid battle. They just save the evolution screen until you're done with the fight. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Look, let's get this fight over. I need this Larion right now. <laughs> you have any thoughts, Irene, about the Marshadow Pikachu battle that then began happening? I liked it, but like the part that. Okay, so they had the big fight, and Marshadow put the essence in all of the other Pokemon, and then they started doing all of these, like, hyperball things and stuff. And I'm assuming that was just because they were protecting the area, right? Like, that was the purpose of that? Marshadow was possessing them. Yeah. Yeah, but he was possessing them with the purpose of, like, oh, this is not the hero. We need to get rid of these people. Yeah. 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 So they have the whole battle, and then they all attack Ash and Pikachu, when they're on the ground after they get hit with all the stuff and Ash is trying to get Pikachu to go on the peak in the peak ball. In the peak ball. In, in the peak ball. In the Pokeball. Oh, you missed the whole point, the whole part where Marshadow beat Pikachu. Which I was for a second, well, I was like, is Pikachu gonna win this? No. Absolutely lost. Absolutely lost. I don't know if you noticed, but like when Marshadow turns green, that's it using its Z move. Oh. So that's what it did there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Pikachu avoided it. Oh, wait, never mind. There's like seven more balls coming his way. <laughs> it got clipped by all of them. So when they're on the ground or whatever, and Ash is trying to get Pikachu to go in the Pokeball. Oh, just for reference, I don't think we mentioned it. Cross is the one that tries to put the feather on. Yeah. Yeah, and Instead then that's when Ash, it turns And that's black when and... Marshadow freaks out. Because he has an evil heart. Like... It's interesting that they didn't attack Cross, that they just attacked all of them. Especially when Marshadow knew that Ash had the feather the whole time. Uh, it was very, it was very, I was like, that doesn't really, okay. I think it was they initially attacked Cross and his Lycanroc because they possessed the Lycanroc first. Yes. Their reaction was, this is not something that a Pokemon should do to a human or a Pokemon to another Pokemon. So we need to stop this because Marshadow is clearly out of control. Like, Marshadow is going to kill this dude. <laughs> we need to stop it before it kills us. Kills this dude. I think he they turned on everyone because Charizard saved Cross. And then Marshadow was like, "Well, if you're going to protect him, then you're all you're all as bad as him." Right. It was like okay. all bets are off. Everybody's attacking everybody. Okay. Cuz that was also like Ash is a good person, so we've I mean, we've seen this before with Ash where he's like saved Team Rocket and stuff. Yeah. When he could have just let Team Rocket die. It's like Batman. Uh, speaking of dying. Luxray. Luxray died. 
Yeah. We didn't absolutely. talk about Luxray. We watched a Pokemon actually die. I wasn't frozen I was, I was, dead. And it was very emotional. What did you say? What? Irene's getting, getting teary-eyed over this Luxray. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting it at all. I wasn't either, That was honestly. another good moment in the movie. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It was very emotional. I looked over and Becky was wiping tears from her <laughs> eyes. And then when we left, she was like, I... I've never cried so many times in an animated movie. Oh. <laughs> and I felt the same way. I cried a lot too. I had a lot of it's wiping a lot of yeah. tears from my a face. <laughs> Getting it sucking it back in. That luxury scene was brutal though. Yeah. It, it was really, really was. good. It was really well done. Yeah. And it wasn't like done for like, oh, we need to have Pokemon die. We need to make people cry, but it was another instance of like, okay, Ash really cares about these Pokemon, but here here's a situation where this Pokemon clearly cared about it's trainer. Yeah, well, sometimes Pokemon leave us is what Sorrel's point was. Yeah. yeah. It was a good point. And I think that didn't that lead like then into the Butterfree scene? And that was like, oh, my butter- oh, Butterfree's yeah, yeah, going to yeah, leave yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, we were like, what happened between the Butterfree thing? Yeah. Yeah. It was the whole Pokemon dying. The most dying. traumatic event of that <laughs> entire movie. Yeah. But you want to get to the part where uh, Pikachu and Ash lose to Marshadow, which I... I, it makes sense, right? Marshadow is a mythical Pokemon. I yeah. would assume that a mythical Pokemon is stronger than Pikachu. Ash only has three badges. Not ready. Yeah. When Pikachu was like, when Pikachu started talking. Oh, we're like, getting here. It's because, it's because I always want to be with you is like what? Yeah. I think that's exactly what it said. Yeah. yeah I it wrote was, it down. It was one line. <laughs> I thought that destroyed the moment. For me, like I was just like, oh, was not okay. I was like, this not is not so- okay as in like didn't like it. Not okay as in it was corny. Like when you, when it was you- really corny. Okay, I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. I get it, yeah. but I just thought that the impact that the scene had was kind of just like I was taken aback by mm-hmm. Pikachu speaking. That I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't really. I'm not okay with this. As someone who despises overacted voice acting, I was v- surprisingly very okay with this. Interesting. And the reason that I was is because the voice that spoke was exactly the same tone and fluctuation and whatever as the voice that said Pikachu's name over and over for the like hour before this. <laughs> you mean the 20 years before this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think that the hang-up that everybody has is that they're like, oh, Pikachu talked, and Pikachu doesn't talk. My interpretation of this was that Pikachu wasn't talking. Pikachu, Ash just understood Pikachu yes. in that Yeah, moment. no, yep. absolutely. Yes. And I think that that's fine. Like, it's not, it's not like suddenly Pikachu spoke English for yeah. a brief moment. No. It was that suddenly Ash understood Pikachu for a brief moment, which is a huge difference right yeah it's just i still was just it just took me out of the moment hmm. i That's just strange. was i um, thought it was totally i i thought it was gr- like i was i don't think it was great but i thought it was a good moment i like, wasn't expecting it i think that's what like drew me and i'm sure that some people like laughed out loud i think like one dude in our ad- audience was like what <laughs> but i was like oh uh, this is happening i was and and like i don't want this but at the same time i was like I want to know what it says. Yeah. 20 years. What is it going to say? Just because- I think it's cool that after 20 years, Pikachu finally says something. 
And while the voice acting may not necessarily be what everyone was expecting or like hoping for or whatever anybody's expectations were, maybe it's because nobody had any expectations of Pikachu talking and that's why they're upset. But there are other perspectives that you have to look at when you're looking at this movie because we're adults. To us, they could have just as easily put subtitles and it would have been fine. Or they, could kids, have, or they could have just not had Pikachu talk, and as adults, we would have understood what was happening. Because we understood it up to this point. But I don't think that we would have understood as well exactly that Pikachu is saying, I don't get in my ball because I want to be with you all the time, in that moment. Which is a powerful moment, because everything that's happened, like, multiple times now in this movie, they're referencing the fact that Pikachu won't get in its ball, and, you know, why? Because it's just stubborn, or what? Like, right, yes. This is, the point is, no, because it wants to be with Ash. As adults, we can say, oh, like, I don't know, if you want to get that across, give it subtitles, and that's fine. But as kids, like, if I were a kid watching that movie, I probably I probably would have completely bypassed that scene, because why am I going to read sub- subtitles when I can just, like, why, yes. you know, just just say it. Like, <laughs> well, I think the difference, too, and... You can look at the very their very first movie. Ash gets turned to stone, and then like Pikachu and everyone else cries, and Ash comes back. Yeah. So the whole like Ash dying at the end, like that doesn't phase me. I expected I expect Ash to die every movie. That's fine. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Top five anime deaths. But the point they were trying to get across with Pikachu talking, and I you hit the nail on the head, Micah. But like the other point is Pikachu would rather die with Ash than let Ash die alone. And I don't know how you communicate that to a kid without actually just saying it. Right. Hey, I'm with you till the very end. We're both going to die. Uh, which is, I think, which makes the movie absolutely wonderful and makes it so much better than other Pokemon movies because it's so cohesive with the fr- first part of the movie. Ash says and does the same thing with the Spiros. Right. He stands in front, like says, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm going to be the best Pokemon master. But hey, I'm going to die right now. Yeah. Uh, and then Pikachu does the same thing, and then Pikachu loses, of course, uh, in this situation, because there's, like, 17 Pokemon about to use Hyper Beam on them. And then gets in the ball. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly. No, I thought it was great. I agree. I think it, I think it was corny, like, the talking, just because yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. But, like, Pokemon talking have never bothered me. Darkrai has talked, Arce- Arceus has talked, Entei has talked, uh, Zorark has talked, Zorua has talked. I, I can, Keldeo I can keep, I can, and all the musketeers. All the musketeers. Kyrium. And I hated that, though. <laughs> but this I was surprisingly okay with. I but don't in know. situations, uh, Victini, I think Victini even talks. But in this instance, I, I think Micah's right. Pikachu's not actually talking. Ash is just understanding the Pika Pikas. Right. Which is, I think Ash has always understood the Pika Pikas, clearly. But they're just making that obvious to the viewer. Yeah. In this moment, yeah. I think maybe the, like, Pika Pikas are... He he understands them almost, like, probably better than we do, but still not fully understands it. Right. It's like when you understand your pets, though. Like, I know if my cat's yeah. meowing near a bowl, they want food. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the weird... The whole, like, Pikachu getting out of the ball finally and then wearing Ash's hat, I think, was a really good moment. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually kind of quick. They, I, I felt like they could have spent some more time on it, but that moment was really good. And then they didn't really focus on like the other characters, like th- which I don't think mattered. Which again, I think this is why this this P- 
people can say they didn't like Pikachu talking, but I think this whole end scene was so well done. It's not like they flipped to uh, Sora or they flipped to Sorrel. Sorrel or they flipped to what's her name? Verity. 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 And was like, hey, what do they think about Ash dying? They didn't. They just focused on Pikachu, which I think was great. Yeah. And that's what mattered. Like, nothing else mattered in that situation. Nothing else matters in this movie besides Ash's and Pikachu's relationship. That's what the entire movie's about. It's called I Choose You. Yeah. <laughs> Not I Choose Sorrel and Verity and uh, Bonsai <laughs> and Cross. And then Ho-Oh shows up and they have a battle. And I... I liked it. The best Pokemon movie? I don't know if it was the best, but like I liked it. It wasn't bad. Ash's journey in general. You feel like it's it's a it's a like better new version, or do you think it's just like is it worse to you? I guess no, it's not worse to me. It makes Um, me Ash. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting you. I just want to say it makes me like Ash more. Yeah, that's what I would say. It was. It kind of put the old story in a new light for me, obviously, but it made me appreciate it more, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, I liked it. I just, I liked it. I also think the movie accomplishes a lot of things that past movies have gone, like, have come and gone. I was never excited to see the Genesex movie. I was never excited to see the Keldeo movie. I was never excited to see the, and this is just me, but like all the, like the past five movies, it's just like, oh, here's the yearly Pokemon movie. Yeah. It feels like they're just doing it to do it where this movie felt like they cared. Well, that uh, was also the hook. The hook was that we already knew this story. Well, we already knew like what this started off as. So I think just seeing that other perspective of the same thing itself was enough to like bait curiosity that that made it more interesting like before even seeing it. Yeah, but they didn't like rely on that. I know that nostalgia is a heck of a marketing tool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I'll say admit firsthand that that got me 100% like. As someone who grew up watching the cartoon when it was on TV, going to the theater and seeing the movie when it was in the theater, having fond memories of going with my brother to the first movie and getting a plastic wrapped card (laughs) and also probably an advertisement card and having that like, you know, that memory revisiting that now, you know, how many ever years later, how many years has it been? I don't know. Maybe I don't need to know that. Maybe <laughs> I don't need to feel that bad today. But reliving that whole ritual was a big part of this for me, at least. Like, even though it's a card I'm probably never going to use or, you know, like a, a game code and an advertisement for plushes, like having that ritual of like, this is a new beginning. This is the new first Pokemon movie. Also here's a promotional card also it's like this is an actual event that is a feeling i haven't felt with pokemon or the anime in a really long time yeah that nostalgia totally got me like hook line and sinker 100 percent. but like irene said it's also that's part of this theme of the the movie too like that's 
you know, it's it's revisiting everything that's been done prior and kind of like reforming it for a new generation. Not a new generation of Pokemon, but a new generation of players because clearly when we were there, there were kids in this theater. There were more adults than kids, but there were kids, yeah. There were definitely kids though, and that's a that's a big thing, I think. Like we have lived with it for so long and we know these stories and we have remember these, you know, episodes and everything, but I think sometimes it's really easy to lose sight of like kids today don't have those episodes that they grew up with. They don't have like the origin story of Ash and Pikachu. And if even if the parents were like, well, let's go back and watch the first episode, the kids probably are not used to seeing something so ancient (laughs) and probably not as interested and reforming that story and rebuilding it for a new generation of players i think is important at this point for pokemon and going forward for whatever comes after everything that we're getting in ultra sun and ultra moon and you know whatever after that yeah this this movie definitely i'm i'm glad i saw it in theaters i think it was worth the however much we paid for the the seat and they reclined too and they were they were reclined Oof. I I think it's the best Pokemon movie. Like if I'm th- if I'm think if if somebody comes over, then this, this is this is my mindset. This is why I say this. If somebody comes over and was like, I want to give Pokemon a chance, let me tell you, I'm not putting in Keldeo and the Swords of Justice. No, I'm not putting in Zoroark and the Masters of Illusion. No, but would you put in? What was your favorite movie? What? I I don't have like a favorite favorite, <laughs> like I just like them. I feel I don't know. I just like them. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that. I, the ones that I've watched, I do like, but I agree with you that I think personally, this is the best one. I think this is the best one because it's the one that has the most. It's got a lot of emotion and it's got got a lot of serious tones that still read to kids. It has it. It still is, I think, a like very kid friendly movie, without being obnoxiously so. Yeah, which I think is part of the problem I've had watching Pokemon movies since you know I was a kid. Like they're so obnoxiously like loud and energetic, and like it's it's got to get those kids, got to keep their attention. <laughs> Gotta be loud, gotta be, Even, you know, even like, the Volcania movie, which we watched the other night, was very, like, loud and fast. It was like, can you guys slow down for a second? There yeah. was 16 Pokemon in the scene, and I saw two. It felt like they actually wrote a plot. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of various things that I feel about why this movie was so good, but... And it's not just, like, blind nostalgia, either. Like, And, like, maybe in a week, I'll be like, eh, maybe it wasn't that good, but... <sighs> and I saw this a couple times of, like... Oh, if this was the best Pokemon movie, that's a low bar to set. Not hard to beat that. And it's like, yeah, but I want them to be good. I get it. Most of them are bad. And you can hang on to Pokemon the movie 2000. You can hang on to Pokemon forever or whatever. Yeah. But I still don't think those are as good as they could be. This movie felt like they really tried. And I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's going to win an Oscar. But if every movie was this caliber, I would be I would see them all in theater from now on because I think they're good. I feel like this is something I'd put on in the background and watch. I don't 
I, I'm not going to put Garatine and the Sky Warrior on in the background. Yeah. It's so forgettable. It's just background anime noise. <laughs> I think everyone walked out pretty happy. I think so. Yeah. There's the one yeah. person that fell asleep next to your wife. Yeah. Who started off strong naming every Pokemon out loud. <laughs> they just lost it. And then they were like, oh, I wasted all my energy. Now I'm tired. <laughs> they got some R shadow and fell apart. <laughs> just couldn't do it anymore. Z move. Uh, oh, yeah. Overall, I really liked it. If you have an opportunity to see it, I would I would wager to go see it. Yeah. I want. I kind of want to see it again. Yeah, <laughs> I would it. watch it again. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that, like how they honored all the companions, companions yeah. in the credits. That was really, that was a really nice touch. Yeah. You're such a kid. Irene, you got anything else? Um, no, like, I liked it. Like, I'd say it's top three, but top like. Three. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know why. I think you guys think I liked it less than I actually did. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want confidence <laughs> no. in your answers. I didn't, I didn't think you maybe, I don't know. I, I guess I just got the impression that like. Well, it was good, but it wasn't like, I don't know. Mind-blowing. Top, top three is a surprise to me. Oh, no, based, it, was top, it was definitely top three. I, I know this from living with Irene. Very, very not into making decisions. Very indecisive. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. We're the same in that way. I'm not. I, I, put, I lump things into top five. Yeah. <laughs> like, pick one. No. Yeah, why No, don't I? make me pick one. Why would I pick one when I could pick five? Yeah. Pick your favorite starter. No exceptions. Uh, I'll give you a top 10 right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up. Uh, if you have thoughts about the movie, if you saw the movie, you can email us, sbj at pkmncast.com. Uh, next week will be our final episode before we start the Sun and Moon series where you get to hear all of Irene's and Micah's indecisiveness week after week. Actually, I don't, I don't know how long it's going to be. Same thing we did last year, though. So uh, if, you're, if you're following along with Sun and Moon, or Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I should say, we're going to be doing these mini episodes. We're probably going to go up to either whatever milestone is there, um, or in this case, trial. Although there might be one episode before the first trial, because usually it takes, at least in Sun and Moon, it took forever to get the f- first trial. Yeah. I think last time we ended with 12 episodes. And the goal is to keep those around 20 to 25 minutes. Last year, we went like 45 minutes on every single one. Yeah. Uh, it should be easier this year because we've done it before. We know what we're doing. Everyone seemed to really like it. I think the very first episode of Sun and Moon was easily like top three most downloaded episodes of all time. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to continue that. Hopefully, you guys enjoy that. But we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. I brought up some Metacritic scores real quick. Are you uh, not doing any of the emails and stuff? No, we won't do emails. We've gone way too long. I just want to say um, Pokemon the first movie got a 35 on Metacritic. Wow. Pokemon the movie 2000 got a 28. Whoa. Pokemon the movie 3 got a 22. Uh, Pokemon <gasps> Heroes 27. The, the Ash Kissing scene must have really bumped up the points. Uh, that's the only ones I think they have on Metacritic. Holy cow. Uh, Pokemon the fourth movie... Had a 25. So the lowest rated movie here was Pokemon 3. Second lowest was Pokemon 4. Highest rating being the very first movie. But that's that's not saying much with these with these kind of scores. Uh, no rating for I Choose You. I, I doubt a lot of critics are actually going to see this movie and rate it. Yeah, maybe. You don't know. I didn't think critics would be Never watching know. Pokemon Heroes. But here we are. Here we are with a Metacritic of 27. Incredible. Washington Post, 
Kids who love Pokemon movies will no doubt enjoy seeing this movie. They will have a blast watching it. Very soon they will become older and more sensible and understand how terrible these movies are. <laughs> Denson Thompson, Washington Post. Lou oh Luminick from the New York Post. Crudely animated, badly dubbed, incomprehensible, boring. Wow. And headache-inducing attempts to wring a few more yen and dollars out of a thoroughly spent franchise. Zero out of whatever... Wow, brutal. <laughs> oh, man. Little does Lou know. Here we are 20-some years later. I will say, uh, not the only zero given to Pokemon Heroes. Yikes. We normally do emails, we normally do Pokemon of the Week, but this episode has been running too long. I knew this would happen. You can't yep. put the three of us in a room together and not talk. It's mostly me. I'm the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Irene, they can find you on Twitter at Devin Carrots. This is the house cleaning segment. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, Micah, they can find you on Twitter at Micah the Brave. Correct. You also uh, do this weird podcast. I've never heard of the game you, you, you do it for. Uh, it's not a commonly known game. Oh, okay. Pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, it's It's called... It's a podcast about Tycho Drum Master. Ah. Exclusively. Interesting. It's actually about Monster Hunter. The same thing, really. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Same skill set needed. I I don't know. The guy I do it with is not the greatest, but... I heard he likes that new Pokemon movie. <laughs> what a chump. Micah can be found every week with me on The Carve. Every Thursday, that, that podcast comes out. If you like Monster Hunter... You know it. The Carve. Uh, also, Micah streams on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Micah the Brave. That's right. Doing your promotion for you. Are you Are you going to be streaming again? I'd like to, but I mean, here get we are. Get in the fray. Here <laughs> we know. are. Here we are. I'll get it's, around to it's it. Not, it's not Twitch.tv slash Devin Carrots, though. It is not. It's Twitch.tv slash Involuntary Sass. So. Correct. I can't spell that. I-N-V-O-L-U-N-T-A-R-Y-S-A-S-S. At one time in the Pokemon PKMN cast Twitch chat, shouted out twitch.tv slash Devin Carrots. Well, that's also her. I she also own, I own that. Oh, but do you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Owns them both. Uh, now I don't want to. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. You can find me on Twitter at Dragging A Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Otherwise... This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. I just always want to be with you. <laughs> what? Super Effective is hosted and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork for ISC was also created by me. 
theme music was by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcasts or tell a fellow trainer about us. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so over at Patreon, patreon.com slash it's super effective. One of my goals in life is to make podcasting my full-time job. And if just half the listeners of ISE donated $1 a month, I could easily make that a reality. For as little as $1 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community to chat with other listeners of ISE. And for $4 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next week.